Hey, this is Kurt Angle. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. Running like this Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out, y'all. We're marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You are listening to the best damn podcast around, Marking Out, episode 178. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dave, the Rave, that all the ladies crave. You can go follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. I am also here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing this week? I am doing awesome as always. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, I have to say. Yes, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can go listen to all of our past episodes at markingout.com. You could also go and follow I, I just us. have to, before you say uh, you, that. You, you can't interrupt my spiel like well, that. Well, I, I had to because I have to say that I think this might be the longest we've gone. I'm not too positive on the last time we, we used that saying bumper. that word? No, with, oh. with the last time we used that bumper was... So that might be the longest we've gone without using, in between using the bumper. For those of you who don't know what a bumper is, it's the thing before the show or during the show. This week was Kurt Angle. The freaking, I don't know, Scott. It's been a while freaking, since Scotty Campbell. Yeah, but it's been a lot longer since we've used Kurt Angle. Do we still have Jeff Hardy too? No, that one never like really came out so good. Ah, oh. but Kurt Angle, the the TNA uh, Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, right. Future WWE Hall of Famer. Just because it's in the, yeah, just because it's in the spirit of July Fourth coming up tomorrow or yesterday or two days at before that or last week. Whenever you're listening to this, oh yeah, seven years ago. Whenever you're listening to this, I don't know. all right, I'm gonna tag back in. So hot tag. You could go listen to all of our past episodes at markingout.com. You could also go follow us on Twitter if you're not already, because you really should be if you're on Twitter at markingout. And you could go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash markingout. Do you want to be part of our musical interlude? Are you in a band? Are you a comedian? Are you a poet? Are you something that you want exposure about? Email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. If you want to do your best Bray Wyatt promo and tell us about it, or want us to play it on the air, we'll play it. Yeah, if you want to submit a promo even, I'm down to play that on the podcast too. Marks will be Marks. We'll fucking, yeah. we'll play everything. Yeah. If well, you, not everything. If you email us, like, you cut in a promo, like, a good promo, funny promo, don't give a crap, whatever it is. Email it to us, and we'll play it on the podcast. See if any, what everybody else thinks of your uh, promo-cutting skills. So, good times. Um, let's kick the show off with some comments and questions. First comment is from Justin DeRosa. Hey, guys, another awesome podcast, as always. Now that i passed all my classes and Regents tests, I can finally relax and enjoy summer. Me and Big E will be commenting... Uh, commenting Again, and from what he told me, he has some big plans for you, Brandon. Follow me, the number three mark, at Justin DeRosa316. Well, I don't see Biggie Langston's comment this week, so... 
obviously the plans aren't that big. Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely looking forward to hearing from Big E, right? Are you guys pen pals, or have you not heard from him at all? No, I have never heard from him. Um, I kind of doubt that, and so does everybody listening to this. I think um, we've they kind heard... of doubt you're doubting. And never dealt out Dandy. You want to take the next one? Yes, sure. The next one is from B Mountain B. Awesome podcast as always. I would just like to comment on how MYWC was. It was an awesome event with tons of surprises like Juicy Product winning the tag team titles and the ref turning on Kip to uh, join Vitko's faction in conclusion. Oh, sorry about that. Faction. In conclusion... If you're a wrestling fan and you live on Long Island, definitely check out MYWC. Uh, follow me on Twitter at MYWC underscore sign guy. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited to speak about NYWC a little bit later on in the show. Yes. Um, from seeing the results, they really look like they, uh, they had a ton of, like you said, a ton of surprises and a lot of uh, good, good matches. So definitely something to look forward to uh, a little bit later on. Next comment is from Eric. Hey guys, another awesome podcast this week. And unlike Raw recently, though this week was better, you guys definitely have what it takes to keep doing these three-hour shows. I really hope not. (laughs) I just wanted to know how Brandon felt about Dixie Carter actually seeing the video I posted of his ringtone. And also, how uh, how does it feel to be famous? LOL. Keep up the great work, guys. And thanks again for the ringtone, Brandon. It makes me laugh more than ever now. The number one mark at Montreal Broski. P.S. If she does actually record a new ringtone for me, I'll send, it to you, I'll send you guys the MP3. Um, I guess for those that do not are not aware of the... Uh, the the sitch. Yeah. I hate that I just said six. Yeah, why did you say that? The, everything that just went on within the past uh, day. Um, well, a few days, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> so Brandon decided that, well, I guess uh, Montreal Broski, longtime listener, uh, great person. He emailed or he got in touch with Brandon to record his, uh, his cell phone ringtone. Uh, Brandon, you want to well, go? Well, I said, I, I, he asked me. If, if Dixie Carter, I think it was, it could do a ringtone for him. And I said, she'll do a ringtone as long as, as long as you record a video of you using it. So he, I sent him the ringtone. He used it. He, said, he made a video of him using it. And uh, I guess he sent it to Dixie Carter. Yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, she replied. She said, if you want, a, if you want the real thing. Then uh, email me your your script. And she called darling. him darling. Yeah, yeah, script. Like I fucking I improv that. Well, that's why you're not a professional. I'm a professional. I improved it and then memorized the line. Jeez, it's oh. not a difficult line to remember. All right, can you uh, reenact it or no? Well, it's it goes. Eric, your phone is ringing. Pick it up. Do I have to do everything for you? 
Something like that. It might not be exactly like that, but do you think that she actually laughed when she heard it? I don't know. I don't know what or kind do you of think, thought. Like, do you think like she threw something like in Billy uh, in Billy Madison? Like, do you think she <laughs> threw something across the room and knocked out her secretary? What? Like, what thought? What could, do you think happened when she heard this? What thought could be going through your head if you're Dixie Carter and you hear a male impersonating you like that? Does it sound? Does it not sound like Dixie Carter or what? <laughs> It doesn't sound like her. It's just an impression on the show. And it's like, what What would you think if you were Dixie Carter and you heard that? You heard a male doing an impression of you. Well, maybe she doesn't know it's male. I mean. But it's not. It clearly is a male, first of all. And it's not. Do you think there was a moment where she was just like, wait, I don't remember recording this. <laughs> <laughs> like, Imagine she was like, I really don't remember recording this, darling. If like, you want the real deal. Or, or what if she thought something like, do I really sound like that? I don't think I sound like this. She's like, and then she like go, went a little bit deeper. She was like, did I really sound like that? Ethan, Ethan, get in here. Do I sound, does Aunt Dixie sound like this? It's a pickle in a jam jar. <laughs> yeah. So how does it feel to be famous now? I don't or know. At least, or at least heard by uh, Dixie. It's surreal, I'll tell you that. Like, I mean, this. I mean, it's not like Vince McMahon heard it. Well, I'm sure he has. I mean, come Vince on. Vince McMahon's never heard my voice, unless he. Nah, I was never. Dude, you know for a fact there's people in the backstage playing the marking out on blast. I you do know, know that. I do know that. There, I, there's been a few I episodes. Think, I don't think Vince McMahon is sitting there listening to it. You know that there's a few episodes that a few of the. The wrestlers have listened to. You never know. If maybe they had it out uh, out loud, and uh, Vince just happened to be walking walking by. Oh, what's what are you listening to there? It's like, oh, we're uh, we're listening to this podcast called Marking Out. Uh, what's a what's a podcast? Yeah, it's just just two schmucks sitting around talking about wrestling. You know, uh, I'm, I'm hearing a third voice though. What's the third voice? Oh, it's uh, it's the the other third. It's the third. It's host. Dixie Carter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have Dixie Carter. Let's let's start our own podcast. We'll call it Legends of WrestleMania. We'll have Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart on. They ever have Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart on? Bret Hart on. That's I always say that. And it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't consider myself famous. I mean, by yeah. definition, though, you and I are both famous. It's yeah. it's kind of pathetic, just... but. Yeah, I still think it's funny. Like, I still I'm kind of amazed at how we could respond to someone on Twitter, and they'll like it will be just like a normal straight up response, uh, thanking them or in a conversation sense, and they'll either favorite it or retweet it, and it's just kind of it's still a little bit surreal in that's that not, fashion. What are you? That's not what we were talking about. Well, yeah, we were talking about being famous. Damn it! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's not being famous. That's being on Twitter. No, I'm talking about how. It's not nobody. It's just weird that people will, fa will favor and retweet oh, normal like, conversation stuff. Oh, I thought you meant like no, no, like, no, like people who follow us, not like no. I'm talking. I'm talking about like how if someone tweets to us their opinion and then we respond to them, oh, okay, they'll, yeah, they'll actually like favor it or even if we say the simplest thing that we would say to anybody, it gets favorited. Yeah, I, I understand you. Yeah, know. I mean it in that sense. Which is which is awesome, and I really have so much respect for our listeners, our followers. Yeah, more I mean, so our listeners. <laughs> yeah, following is pretty easy. It's the listeners that that uh, do the tough 
tough stuff of actually sitting through who, listening to Who the to fuck are you, tough stuff? I sit through and listen to this every single week, sometimes more than once. God bless. Next comment is from Jasmine. What's up, guys? I love the episode this week. You guys get better and better. I just wanted to know what you guys think about the whole Emma situation. I can't believe they released and then reinstated her in one day. I was actually kind of shocked when they uh, released her. And I also felt pretty bad for her as well. So anyway, what do you guys think? Why do you always put like weird sounds on your fucking words? I don't know. Thanks again for all that you do. You guys kick major ass. At reverse NMSage. Whenever you read a question, you turn into Louis Armstrong. <laughs> You're like, thanks again. <laughs> all that you do, you guys kick major ass. I don't know. <laughs> I do what I do. I, I do, do what, I, what do. I do. Um. Yeah, you want to talk about the Emma situation now? Yeah, we might yeah. as well. Why not? I mean, we're not going to talk about her later on the show anyway, so might as well talk about it now. <laughs> we would have if we didn't now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would have. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently Emma got arrested for uh, for theft at uh, Walmart, I believe. Yeah. It was for like an iPod, an iPad cover. I saw, it was too, I saw an iPad or an iPad cover, so there's no set story out there. Well, not an, I don't think it's an iPad because she also tweeted out a few days ago saying that she just bought an iPad. Oh, okay. So I think maybe it was a cover. Maybe it was just stolen iPad and it was really a cover? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, were you? Yeah, we could- okay. Relax, Dave. Keep going with your sentence. Sure. <laughs> Keep going with your sentence. Um, yeah. So then she got arrested. Then WWE released, uh, released her. Uh, and then for, I mean, at first I thought it was stupid and everything that she, why would she steal and everything? But then Brandon brought up the, to my attention, how maybe she, I saw, well, I saw the story. I saw the story that it was that like someone from her side or whatever said that she purchased or she was going, she had all intentions on purchasing the cover or the case or whatever. And she was using the self checkout at Walmart and I guess walked out of the store with it without actually Having it scan how, through. I mean, not to stereotype, but how blonde could you be, David? Those you machines don't, get don't fucking. Work. Oh wait, no. My, I, 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 I don't check back because Brandon actually does, actually has done the same thing in the past. I was That's never right. arrested for it. That's so. right. Brandon is a thief. No, I've gone Unin- back unintent- to pay for it. He is an unintentional thief. No, I've gone back to pay for it. Oh, you did actually go back? Yeah, I don't I- need that on my conscience. <laughs> Right, those please, fucking please, those machines don't this. work. They're pieces of shit. They don't work. Self okay, checkout so, machines are stupid. You okay. should hire a fucking employee to deal with me. They actually do have employees at the self at the self checkouts. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they oh. don't. You've obviously never been every, to Walmart self checkout. Walmart, they have a they have an employee at the self checkout. No, they do not. Yes, they do. You can go to a uh, Walmart right now and fucking do it. Fine, I'm gonna go to one. I'll take and a picture at the checkout Wrong. with a thumbs up to you. Yeah. No, that's incorrect. That is not incorrect. What's incorrect is how you can how why would you think that the transaction is done if the screen does not say the transaction is done? It says the transact it it doesn't if you use it's those done. machines you scan it through and put it in a bag. And, and you then, take your next item and scan and it through and put pay. it in your bag. Exactly. You Who's, okay, to say and then, she, who's to say the only item she had was just an iPad case? Okay, so then you pay. And then and you why get, is she even using an iPad? Why did she t- 
take the iPad case out of the electronic department. That's what I don't understand. How is that not there? That, that's a good question. Maybe there's a self-checkout on the electronic department. I don't know. I doubt I, it, but... I don't think so. I mean, but once you brought that up, it did... I mean, I can understand where it could get... Uh, it could be unintentional or anything, but even Especially, still... Especially, I don't know how Australia works. Yeah. I don't know if they have self-checkouts in their Walmarts. I don't even know if they have a Walmart. Hit up Nikki Nitro or find out. I really have no idea if there's Walmart Walmart over there. That's a terrible accent. Wow. You just offended like every two, two no. listeners from Australia that no, I didn't. listen right now. Good eye, mate. We don't have Walmart here. Good eye, mate. We gonna go to the you outback. You are the uh, one that just fucking offended everybody. <laughs> if you want to get something really good at Walmart, I know they have for $2, they have the uh, snack... They have the uh, fruit snack packs. Betty Crocker. Those are the ones from my childhood. They're delicious. Crocky. We gonna get some Crocker at the Walmart. Uh, now I'm going into redneck a little you're, bit. You're getting Crocker? <laughs> I like going like Australia and then drifting into like redneck territory. You're like, Crocky, we're getting some Crocker at that there thing. <laughs> and the That's mall. That's exactly what it is. We're gonna fish for some alligator in the bayou. No offense to anybody who fishes for alligators in the bayou. I've if, always wanted to fish for alligators in the bayou. You know you what? You ever watch that TV show, Swap People? I thought you were going to say, you ever see that that television show, Fishing for Alligators in the Bayou? <laughs> no, I've never watched Swamp People. It's so cool. Like, they set up their uh, alligator lines and everything, their bait, and then they just uh, just catch all these, like, these 7-foot, 10-foot gators. Somebody that uh, I know, a family friend of ours, moved down to Florida Posted a picture on Facebook two days ago in their fucking swimming pool. It's just a gator chilling in the fucking bottom of the pool. Oh, man. You know what I would do if that happened to me? What would you do? Like, if I didn't realize that there was an alligator in my pool and I went outside, I was like, even though I don't know how fast an alligator could surf. Yeah, I was, was going to be like, Brandon, we know you're not getting in the pool. For, screw you. <laughs> but I don't know how fast, like, if, if an alligator's 10 feet deep at the bottom of my pool, I don't know how fast they could surface. I'd still scream like a little girl. They're like... Ah, there's an alligator in my pool. I wouldn't even know who to call. I'm sure there's a Florida number for alligator control down there, but yeah, that's uh, I forgot what TV show, but that's Billy's Billy's. Uh, I forgot. Like there's oh Billy Billy Safari, I think in Florida. I think they uh, you could call them and they'll come pick up the alligators or something like that. Yeah, I think he was. I think they were leaving raw chicken out for it though. Really? That's well. Then you're kind of asking for it. Well, you gotta let it eat. I guess. I um, I guess yeah. So thank you very much for your comments and questions. We appreciate all of them. Um, if you'd like to be a part of the show next week, if we you would like to become the show, we're thanks. sticking with that, David. <laughs> I keep on chasing it, and I just bit my tongue, and that hurt. I just bit my tongue. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to start? No, you didn't finish your, your thought. If you would like to become the show, dot, dot, dot. Me biting my tongue threw me off my game. If you would like Um, to become the show next week, just simply leave us a question or a comment. Uh, your questions could be for us. They don't have to be wrestling related. It could Um, be for other listeners. It could be fantasy booking. It could be predictions. It could be anything. Anything at all. If you want to hear the first time, or not the first time, if you want to hear about the WWE Diva or ex-WWE Diva that David hooked talking up with. We're not talking about my first time. Hooked up with. Yeah. <laughs> then ask. Uh, 
Good times, good times. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, which one? Yeah, Justin, uh, congratulations on passing your classes and your regents. Good job. The regents and, uh, were, were such a stupid thing. I, I hated taking those. Oh, me too. I, I saw no point in taking them. Um, I, I think it's still so uh, effed up how they expect to grade everyone on the same level and compare everyone. Uh, it's just I, pretty I, crazy. And I failed. I was terrible in chemistry. I failed my chemistry regent. By one point. Really? Yeah, and my uh, my chem teacher afterwards goes, well, uh, maybe when you showed up to the study group, you were listening to us rather than your iPod. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, nah, I don't think it would have mattered. <laughs> I think I failed my Spanish regents, but I'm not too sure. Adios mios. Yeah, I'm not too sure, though. But I mean, I, I was more, math. Bi- I failed I was more math, of a biology and chemistry guy anyway. I definitely failed math. Really? I was, yeah, I was, I'm terrible with math. I, you ask me what one plus seven is, I can't even tell you it's eight. Yeah, I, I, did, re- I did really bad in uh, earth science. Earth science I could never get, but my teacher was pretty much a, a jerk in high school. So. Earth, earth science was a good one. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I don't know. Right now I'm in the DPT program and I'm loving like the classes that I'm taking. Like gross anatomy, we have cadaver lab, and it's just so interesting. So it's very cool. I think that may be the first time I'm actually mentioning what sort of program um, I'm currently in. But yeah, it's for my doctorate in physical therapy. Uh, yeah. And I just, I, I've, I've always loved biology. So, you know, yeah. it's funny. Uh, one time it was. 10, well, not actually, it didn't happen in my class. In uh, my 10th my grade bio teacher, though, told us that in one of her previous classes, the, it was bio, and they were talking about uh, the reproductive system and everything. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, so uh, one student once raised her hand and was like, so why is sperm so salty? No. <laughs> and she, like, right there outed herself, like, oh, this bitch gave head. <laughs> Wait, did that really happen? Yeah, in one of her other classes. That's funny. It's like, imagine being that, like, I don't know, maybe she doesn't care that people know that. I don't know, that's... sucking that dank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sexual stuff is private. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the pay-per-view that just happened, uh, Money in the Bank. Where was it live from? It was live from an area in the United States. Oh, you should already just know the TD Garden in Boston. Oh, the, f- yeah, the other Boston. garden. The other there's, garden. Uh, it's TD. There's three TD. gardens. There's three gardens in this in this United States that actually matter. Your backyard, Madison. No, Madison Square Garden is always number one. Uh, number two is always going to be Olive Garden. And number three is the TD Bank Boston Garden. Is Olive Garden number two because Just Incredible works there or no? No, uh, it's number two because, well, I don't know if it's number two anymore because when they, they dropped the When You're Here, Your Family line, uh-huh. that's, that's now the line for uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon or uh, The Late Show with Jimmy Fallon or whatever it's called. Not Late Show. Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know. Olive Garden's good for uh, if you want authentic American Italian food. <laughs> authentic, <laughs> authentic American Italian though. All the, all you yeah. can eat soup and salad and breadsticks. AKA prepackaged up. Yeah, food. well, 
Um, you could eat. It's good. For, yeah, so once in a while, but. Yeah, so Money in the Bank took place. Brandon came so close to a perfect game. He picked every single match correct besides one. It always comes down to Armando Galarraga. It was all because of one. I have no idea who that is. I just know that he almost had a perfect game. Or Yeah, he, he did have a perfect game. But it was it was botched up by the referee, by the umpire. Oh. Um, yeah, so Brandon picked Summer Rae, but Layla got the victory. Why are you going to start with that? So, yeah. The, uh, the Money no, in the Bank. No, I'm not starting. I was just saying which one uh, ruined your perfect game. The Money in the Bank pre-show happened, and Daniel Bryan came out to talk, which he was interrupted by Bo Dallas. Um, I guess it was a good use of Bo Dallas there. I just... I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I I rather see uh, actual an actual match on, as a pre-show as opposed to Daniel Bryan. I mean, I could understand why they did it, but even still, I'd rather see a match as a pre-show. It's a shame that he's injured. They, he said that the doctors are even saying that he might need another surgery now. Now that I'm happy you brought that up, I think that is uh, kayfabe. Oh, you think so? Yeah, think, I think you that think is, you're cool because you're an insider using insider terms. Yeah, Marl. Um, I <laughs> think that that is uh, a work. I don't think that's real. I think that they are going to say that Daniel Bryan needs a second surgery. He has to go in for it and everything. And I think that's just so this way when they do bring him back, it will be like, oh my god, he's back before. My God, he's back with two neck surgeries before doctor's orders. He's back to. Kick John Cena's ass. Yeah, so I definitely believe that he is absolutely good after that first surgery. I don't know why I always go to a crappy Jim Ross impression. Yeah, at least you got the crappy right. Um, Usos took on... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Jim Ross impression. You can't say it's not. No, it's not. I mean, it's... It's, it's a crappy it's a Jim, Jim Ross impression. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Usos defeated the Wyatt family to retain their tag team championship. Who did you pick for this match? I went with the Wyatts. And, and who did I pick? Usos. Because Brandon knows everything. Besides the Diva match that threw you off. BKE, they changed it last minute probably. Please. Um, yeah, so I thought it was a good match. I like the superplex at the end where the Usos both superplexed uh, Rowan off the top. Yeah. That was a good spot. Um, we also... Anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Paige defending her championship against Naomi. Um, I was a big fan of this match. Yeah, this is like one of those matches that I've been waiting to see for how long. Yeah, I, I think that this was an, a really good match. I thought Naomi, uh, Naomi, that dive over the top, I thought that was awesome, an awesome spot. I liked where they were both on the turnbuckle and they both fell off the turnbuckle. Yeah, I like I don't that part. I didn't know if it was um, yeah. supposed to happen or not. But if it was, uh, if it wasn't, then both of them did a fucking excellent job at covering it up. As if and yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if it was supposed to happen, they covered that up perfectly. Uh, I thought it was a smooth match, and it's just unfortunate that Naomi's going to out there. Yeah, and that Naomi's going to get stuck with the fucking uh, fucking feud. As yeah. opposed to a championship feud, which I think that a lot of people would agree that she deserves. Yeah, and I, I thought she should have been Divas champion a long time ago. Then you had Paige champion. I didn't want to see Paige lose at this pay-per-view at all, but... 
Well, yeah, absolutely she, great match. Yeah. Uh, Damian Sandow, dressed as Paul Revere, took on Adam Rose. This match kind of pissed me off for the fact that everyone, or Sandow and the commentators kept saying, oh, the, the British are coming, blah, blah, blah. Paul Revere never said that. Yeah. Paul Revere didn't even get to do the ride. Yeah, we, we learned this when we were in Boston. He didn't even complete the fucking midnight ride or whatever it's called. Yeah, Paul Revere is a, a little bitch. He had He's not a little yeah, bitch. He's a little bitch. He couldn't make it. He had he had what why didn't he do it? He had know, like three probably, he had like one or two other people finish the entire ride for him. He probably was like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm gonna go back and just bang mad. Boston. Oh, I I also think one of the things to note is that he's the person that depicted the Boston Massacre as brutal as it was, and it wasn't as, it wasn't actually as brutal as the picture makes it out to be. And I think that he may have done the picture, which he probably did. He write the poem too. The British are coming. The British are coming. Maybe right? <laughs> Didn't he write that? It was a poem that. That's why know. everyone says, "Oh, Paul Revere and his Midnight Ride." The British Maybe. are coming. The British are coming. He never I even do know that he, said those words. I do know that he used to build, uh, make utensils. I think. Yeah, was like a steel, a steel yeah. work or whatever. Steel. What I don't know what the proper term is. Yeah, those those suffer a good amount on uh, pawn shops. <laughs> uh, pawn stars on the game, the Facebook game. Yeah. Paul um, Revere spoon. Yeah. So Adam Rose picked up the victory over Sandow. Uh, I thought I was fine with this match. It was it was a good match for what three minutes or whatever it was. Good filler. It was, it was good to see Rosita. Yeah, that's for sure. Always flash. Am I right or what? Yeah, you you are correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Money in the Bank match, Seth Rollins picked. Well, up the before we say that. Okay, so Seth Rollins didn't pick up the victory yet. Before the match started, I didn't even see anywhere where they said Bad News Barrett wasn't going to be in the match. They said it uh, on the pre- on the er- early on in the night on the pre-show, I think, or something. Right. So I missed that. But bad news, Barrett unfortunately is injured. Yeah, who is his replacement? Nobody. Oh, which is okay. weird. Like it was just going to be a seven-man Money in the Bank match. I mean, it was still a good match. It was still entertaining. Um, Kofi Kingston, I thought. I thought Kofi Kingston and Swagger stood out big time. Yeah, Swagger because like. Swagger's really tall. Yeah. And we've seen Swagger, like, just kind of float around, not really a great wrestler. But there are points in his career and times that he just steps it up. Yeah, I really hope, like, last year, or two years, uh, last year, right before he got arrested for marijuana possession, when he was going for the, he was he champion or he was going for it? I don't, uh, I world don't recall. Um, he was in line for one of the championships. He might have been champion, though. Oh, right? I thought it got disconnected. Yeah, I, probably but I, feel, I feel like he just became champion. But even still, that, like, er, like, he was so over with the crowd. Everyone was loving the We the People and everything. And then it kind of, like, he kind of fell off into this as a side character. But the We the People still maintained. And now we're seeing, I think we're going to be seeing Jack Swagger rise to the occasion again uh and just to say on the the arrest part and go back to emma real fast yep it was so fucking stupid that emma got fired for that in the first place and then 
like Cameron when she got arrested for the DUI or whatever. And she, she lied about her employer. And tried to bribe the police officer with $10,000 or whatever. Yeah. How do you keep that around? But Emma, oh, she mistakenly stole an iPad case. I think I think a lot of it builds up into uh, wrong timing. Uh, just because how they just did all the releases last week. I think that right now they're trying to cut the the trim the I mean not to not to but trim the fat, fat right yeah trim <laughs> the fat off the the roster so but they WWE, saw it as an opportunity to cut her but they probably realized that it could have been a, like a wrongful termination or something on their part if I didn't even think about that yeah if because it, yeah. it's innocent until proven guilty that's yeah she, she probably she could have probably sued them for that yeah she probably could have sued them for for basing it off of that um. Yeah, so Money in the Bank, you also had Kofi Kingston do his little spot where he fell off the ladder, jumped onto the ropes, and onto everybody on the outside. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this, was, this was a fantastic match with a terrible ending, in my opinion. Um, Help me out with the ending. It was Seth Rollins and Ambrose or whatever, or Ambrose might have been climbing or oh, something. Oh, yeah. They, they brought it, Kane came out. Yeah, why don't you like this ending? I thought it was good. It was just like... It, it just took all the excitement out of the match, and then it was just dull. Why? It had to be. I thought it was great like this. I don't know. It shows, I thought it was so dull. I thought it was perfect because it shows that Seth Rollins is using the authority to help him elevate him and get him to where he thinks that he deserves to be. I think that it's, it's great, especially with the use of Kane in there. It shows that he, need, he needed – I mean maybe he didn't need Kane, but in doing so, you're going to assume that he needed Kane to get him to that level. And Triple H to get into that level. So I think it's great. I think it's good television. Well, I thought it was dumb. And well, I'm allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that. Uh, Stardust defeated Ryback. Baxel. Um, I didn't like the ending of this match where Cody Rhodes hit the crossroads and then went, and then the pin got broken up. And then right after he does a small uh, schoolboy and gets the pin. I think uh, Goldust was in there as well. What do you mean? I think you just—I think you might have just said Stardust defeated Ryback. Baxel. Oh yeah, I, I meant Gold Star. Yeah. Gold Star. Yeah, Gold Star. Yeah, for some reason I—I I wrote down all whenever they teamed, I wrote down Stardust. Yeah, I, meant, I don't. I, I, I don't, meant Gold Star. I don't like that he won with the roll up either. But I, I just don't like it that he hit the finish. It's kind of like pointless for hitting your finisher. Then I mean, why? Why? What's the point of having that false finish? You know, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, I just, I don't, maybe they had more time for their match or something. I don't know. The only thing I could think of is that he wasn't supposed to break up that pin. I don't uh, know. Whoever broke it, I think uh, Curtis Axel or Ryback wasn't supposed to break up that pin at that moment after the crossroads. What on earth was with Curtis Axel's singlet? I, I liked it. I was a fan of that singlet. It he didn't me. match with Ryback that night, which was weird. Yeah, the, I didn't like that they weren't matching, but I liked his actual that singlet. singlet. He looked like just Joe. I don't know. It reminded me of the singlet that I used to wear at Oneonta. Okay. I like the because it's red. Uh, Oneonta is red and black coloring, so I was a fan of it. I just I didn't get it, and then just for him to not wear it the next night on Raw and to have another new attire was weird. But, well, uh, he, I feel like he's been doing that a lot. They haven't been really uh, having constant, uh, yeah, consistent they, uh, singlets. He's never had a singlet. The last time we saw Curtis Axel in a singlet, he was Joe Hennig on SmackDown. No way, really? I think so, yeah. Huh. You think he's been wearing singlets? 
Yeah. I don't no. know why. I thought he was wearing singlets. David. Eh, whatever. <laughs> he Even with the Nexus, he wasn't wearing the singlet. I don't know. Now you're making me think. When he was Michael McGillicuddy, he certainly wasn't wearing singlets. I don't know. He's wearing Mo- trunks. I don't know. Moving on to the next match. Remember his trunks, have- his trunks have the little the triangle cut like his father's singlets uh, did. I don't and know. I, like this, I like the fact that Ryback's really getting over these days now. Yeah. A lot more than... Well, I don't know if it's the crowds, but... I mean, I think it's Rybaxel itself. Rybaxel is getting over with the crowd. Well, Ryback with the whole feed me more and stuff. And he goes, I I could... What does he see? He yells something before he does the clothesline now. I don't know. I couldn't hear it. Uh, Rusev defeated Big E. Um, By submission. Yeah. Well, what else is he going to win by? Yeah. God forbid he uses a pinfall. Why should he if that's his finisher? Well, because his finisher, he doesn't look powerful, but whatever. I think it does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was good. Big E just, I mean, you still had that apron spear spot. So it's kind of getting getting old, getting old. Uh, Summer Rae lost to Layla with Fandango as the special guest referee. Who, by the way, was wearing the sequin shirt. Did you see that? No, I did not. That was a weird fucking... It's like I always like when there's a guest referee, you always like hope that there's like going to be some sort of interesting referee attire or something. Mick Foley's had like the spray-painted yeah. ref shirt and everything. Trish Stratus just wears the small little tube top, whatever. All the divas do that too as well. Triple H had his own, the sleeveless, I believe. Vince McMahon just wears a regular one, whatever. But uh, yeah, and then Fandango had sequenced... Shirt and his pants were black Fandango pants. It was pretty interesting. You really should go into fashion. You know that <laughs> you should apply to FIT or something. Why is that a fat joke? <laughs> no, FIT, not FAT. No, FIT like fit. Like what are you stupid? Come on. Jeez. Um, I, I would not, be able. I would be able to. Though. I wouldn't be able to make clothes though. I'm terrible yeah. at sewing. I sewed my pants and they all they came out. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Know, so Summer Rae, I'm not a big like. I can't get behind the storyline. I feel like they're not really selling Summer Rae as a face too. They're well. not supposed to yet. That's the thing. I'm not. In, I'm not like getting. It's gonna I'm, happen like next week on Raw. But or is Layla the face? I mean, Layla just got saw her Fandango cheating on her. No, I mean, Layla's not the, f- the face. She's she's clearly healed. She got with Fandango. She got she's back. She forgave him. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not sympathizing with Summer Rae though. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sympathizing with her as a as a face or anything. I'm not. I don't feel bad for her or anything like that. I need to know the de- the difference between sympathize sympathize and empathize. Well, one of these days you'll actually look it up. I always look it up, and I still have no clue. I can't tell the difference. They're too similar. Yeah. We also had the main event. We also had the main event. Championship. The eight-man ladder match for the vacant WWE World Heavyweight Championship. No, keep on going, comedian. Well, no, I felt like I had to do it because you introduced every single match except for one, I think. No, do it up. Yeah, so John Cena defeated Kane, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Bray Wyatt, and Sheamus. Uh, this match was jam-packed with action. Uh, yeah. I thought it was stupid. At one point, one of the commentators was like, 
they were talking about how the outside help and everything, and like they acted like, oh, nobody could ever come out and disrupt a ladder match or anything and help somebody else win, yet if you fucking rewind to Seth Rollins' victory, Kane was out there doing the same thing. So it's like, it doesn't make sense to me why they would say that, but... Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of cool spots in this match. They had that like that tower of ladders with Cesaro ended up hanging off the ladder and Sheamus I, was up there. I, I think I only saw bits and pieces of the match. I don't remember if I even watched it. Then you uh, got to go match. and watch that if you didn't. Yeah, I know. I don't really... Uh, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I'm happy with the, the ending, though. I'm yeah, happy a lot that of people John complained. Cena won. Everyone was pissed off, and I'm like, it's the only... Well, you said it as well with me. I was like, the only person logical. that, yeah, the only possible outcome is John Cena. Yeah, he was the only logical pick. I mean, uh, besides Randy Orton, but Randy Orton, you have sidetracked with Roman Reigns right now, and Roman Reigns, you're not going to put in a championship match yet. Right. So I, I thought for sure, much- man, one, at one point, Sheamus was up there for the title, grabbed him, and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And Why? Then, I, I mean, there was that same point with... Just because I... Yeah, with Kofi Kingston. But just for the fact that we had that storyline idea... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it would end up where Sheamus is aligning himself with the authority and then it, he goes to WrestleMania 31. Main event is him versus Daniel Bryan. I would have marked out for that. I mean, I, I mean, you just have to use your thoughts with this one i mean there's really nobody else that would be yeah like why would why would kane be champion doesn't make sense as you said randy orton and roman reigns they have their thing why would he be champion why would they be champion cesaro why wouldn't he be champion too soon right now i mean honestly if he if he did if cesaro won the championship where is that going to lead to right he doesn't honestly right now cesaro doesn't even need the championship I mean, neither does Cena, but Cesaro doesn't actually need it to help build him right now. Uh, Sheamus doesn't need the championship. He's already a U.S. champion. What, are you going to hold both? I mean, it's and possible, Del- but... And then Del Rio, let's be serious here. And, so. and then Bray Wyatt, so... Yeah, Bray Wyatt, not... I don't think it's time yet. Not yet, yeah. I, don't, I think it's too soon for that, and I feel like bringing the championship, or bringing the uh, WWE World Heavyweight Championship into... Bray Wyatt would be kind of like uh, skewing up a little bit. Bray Wyatt could win the World Heavyweight Championship on October 27th. Why? What's that? It's the Monday Night Raw before Halloween. No. Um, yeah, so I'm absolutely A-OK with John Cena winning. I am happy John Cena won it. I wouldn't say A-OK. It's just the I'm, only logical. I'm A-OK with it. I think that he is a great champion. I think he's one of the best out there. I think that he's one of the best WWE wrestlers of all time, and I think that he has proven it. I mean, you're going to have a lot of people that disagree, but when you look at the money that he has made, like from the money perspective in business, from the matches that he has displayed to who, ha- who he has helped, uh, helped make storyline-wise and everything that he has been involved with, he really has def- – he has uh, – made himself into that wrestler. I mean, you, I have nothing but the utmost of respect for him. I think that he has became, he answered everybody's doubt with his five moves of doom by, am I still there? By adding a Harukarana. Oh. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, yeah, but he added a lot to his move sets. 
I mean, I don't even remember the last time John Cena actually put on a bad match. If you're thinking about it, this entire year we've spoken about some match of the year candidates. John Cena has like three matches up there. Yeah, well, it was I mean, Cena, Cesaro, Cena, Sandow. Yeah, it's, and then there was like this. one more. But even still, they're John Cena. John Cena is involved with matches, and they are absolutely amazing matches. I wouldn't I mean, say even, absolutely amazing. I, I I'd say absolutely amazing because I'm a big fan of those matches, especially. And then even last year. One of the matches of some would say is the match of the year. Yeah, John, John Cena, Cena versus, versus The Rock. No, you aren't going to say that. Yeah. John Cena versus CM Punk from that Monday Night Raw. I mean, you can't. I, I find it hard to uh, argue this unless yeah. you're. The thing I don't like is that you have a lot of people that do argue it, and the only reason that they're arguing it is because everybody else is, because it's the cool thing to do, because the IWC is doing it. Because on every message board, it's cool to hate John Cena and everything. Like, I think that everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid and start opening up your eyes into what it really is. I still think that was a dumb fucking response that Dave Lagana said to me. <laughs> Why would you say to you? I remember I tweeted about Impact or whatever, and he tweeted something back to me. I forgot what it was about, but he goes, well, it's what the IWC wants. I was like, it doesn't matter what the IWC wants. It's not them fucking writing the script. It's you. Yeah, and it's also not the IWC that you are directing your product to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean let's face it. WWE is directing their product at the, uh, the children more. Uh, I wouldn't more, even say that, though. It's, it's more children towards- – Children and young adults as opposed to the older people. Like, they're not really directing it. It's not really for the people that are 25 and older. They'll tease. They'll tease for sure. Oh, Dolph Ziggler might become Intercontinental Champion right now. But even – but it's still directed for like young – under 25. So did Jack Swagger – he was the one that hurt – Yeah. Yeah, Jack Jack Swagger was the – person that ended up injuring uh, Wade Barrett. It said that he did it at the SmackDown taping, I believe, um, where Jack's, um, where Badrin Barrett went, came across the barricade, and I guess he came down in an awkward way, uh, probably up against like his, uh, his underarm, and it dislocated the shoulder. How long did they say he's going to be out for, like, did they say uh, six months? Honestly, from what I read, they said dislocated shoulder and everything, but then I saw that there was ligaments in, ligament in, uh, bad, bad ligament injuries and ligament surgery. Uh, ligaments are now going to go all uh, biology on you. Well, so, um, yeah, ligaments are actually the Biological, thing. by the way. Yeah. Ligaments are the toughest thing that I cut out. No, you didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, ligaments are the toughest thing to heal from because there's a lack of blood supply to the ligaments. So you're per, you're pretty much best off breaking a bone or and getting a fracture because those are going to heal a lot quicker than a ligament. Once you injure a ligament, you're going to be out for at least five months. It's going to take a long time. It sucks because he's kind of right. I mean, at this point, is it safe to say he's injury prone? Uh, unfortunately, I mean, the same thing happened, I, if I'm not mistaken, around the same time last year or two years ago with Survivor Series, like heading into SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Wait, what about last year, whatever, when he was going to, that was like the head front runner for Money in the Bank winning. Okay, so it was last year. Uh, last year, like around this Either time. Either last year or two years ago, I'm not sure. 
or maybe both. I feel like he does get injured so often. Yeah. Um, I mean, since we're meshing injury prone, I'm going to get a little bit off topic, but not. Well, yeah, a bit off topic with uh, Corey Graves in NXT. Apparently, he had he suffered his second concussion uh, within the past like few months, and that's why he hasn't been used on television. And they're saying that his wrestling career is actually over now, or at least his wrestling career with the WWE, because he did have his second concussion, and he's showing that he is concussion prone. Um, but they want to keep him around to keep him on television and possibly use him in some sort, some sort of a manner, either working backstage or on television, but not as a wrestler anymore. So there goes Corey Graves. It sucks. It's just one of those things that you, like, you can't I mean, prevent it. You're, you, in this kind of uh, um, entertain, entertainment, you can't. I mean, yeah. you're going to get injured. And unfortunately, concussions are – you're so prone to concussions – I mean, I would hate to be a wrestler and try to get health insurance. I can't like I can see it being very difficult to get someone to cover you, even though it shouldn't be. It's like um, it's like you're Howard Finkel or something. It's like, so what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm in the pro wrestling industry. It's like, no, we can't. Like, yeah. No, but I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm a ring announcer. <laughs> like, it's like I no, mean, sorry. and this and this is it's really the same reason why Ziggler's not getting that push that he deserves, even though he's putting on amazing matches on a weekly basis. But maybe maybe we'll see something. I mean, on, on Monday Night Raw, I guess we might as well. Should we start it? I don't know. Yeah, you want to say what we're doing? Or Monday Night Nitro. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so on Monday Night Raw, they said that there's going to be a tournament now. being Not a tournament, I'm sorry, a battle royal for the Intercontinental Championship. So, uh, and I think this is the first time the championship itself has been vacated since 2004, maybe? I, I think it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate for the WWE uh, that two championships had to be vacated because of due to injuries. That is that is just a big loss. I just don't. I I really don't like the fact that the whole battle royal for a championship, like they I, did it. That's how. Remember, they, WWE like it was. That was a weird thing. It might have been like the very first thing. What was that? It might have been the very first thing that I remember WWE actually spoiling on WWE.com was when Kurt Angle won the world championship. I, I think they did that with like Sheamus and Christian too. Maybe Christian. Well, I'm saying it might have been the first time. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I, when, when yeah, Kurt I Angle, I think Kurt Angle won. Like it was a, a battle royal for the. The World Heavyweight Championship, and then he came out on top, and they posted WWE.com, and and it, I don't know, I don't know if I'm happy with the Intercontinental Championship being vacated. I don't know who who could we I, see as the next possible champion. I don't know. I'd rather see a tournament style, but you just had a tournament. For yeah, that. exactly. Which, and I I would absolutely hate a tournament style. Yeah, so I I just don't do know what kind of now. I just that's like the weirdest thing though. I don't know. So really, a battle royal is your only only thing to do unless you're going to do like a fatal four way or something. Which even then, it's like, eh, let's not do that. I mean, how do you because pick now you have the fatal? Well, you have the fatal four way for the main event for battleground, so then you can't do that. Yeah, so, so I guess battle stuck royal. With it. But who 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 do you want to see as the next champion? Next champion, uh, I'm good with Kofi. 
And it's weird. I think the the next logical champion would be Cesaro. I really yeah, think. I, mean, I, I would like to see Cesaro too. I mean, I think it's safe to say that it's not going to be Rybaxel. Right. Uh, safe to say it's not going to be someone that's in a tag team. It's not going to be Diego. You're not going to be <laughs> Kali. I mean, let's be honest. Unfortunately, it's not Zack Ryder. Yeah. If it is, Unfortun- though. Unfortunately, Zack Ryder may not even be in the match. He That's bullshit. Yeah. That's such bullshit even more so. You have fucking a house show at Nassau Coliseum. Zack Ryder's wrestling in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that How fucking I stupid think is that? That I don't under I don't know if that was a way to rib him or whatever, but that is stupid as hell. Why you're gonna have a live event on Long Island and not use him, and instead on the same night you're gonna use him at a live event in Pennsylvania to put over Bo Dallas, which is kind of funny because I actually said that they should be putting Zack Ryder against Bo Dallas to put him over. So thanks Vince McMahon for listening to the podcast. Yeah, and then I, I had the tweet when Bo Dallas showed up on Raw with a black guy. Yeah. I was like, where did he get that Abroski boot? <laughs> um, apparently, oh, apparently that black guy, I mean, just to backtrack about the concussions and everything and injuries, apparently the black guy was uh, brought on because the WWE is telling the wrestlers to speed up the pace in their uh, matches, like to actually, th- and actually like throw punches and kicks and just try not to connect as hard as you can or, like, not get hit. So work like... Like, don't pull your punches. Work like a young buck? Pretty much. No, work like a Ken Shamrock or a Vader. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, work like a Vader. Like, you you don't want to pull your punches. You want to actually be throwing them. So that's why you're seeing a lot more injuries taking place and black eyes and concussions and whatever. Because now they can't real, they they don't really want them to uh, be going at a slow pace. No. Oh. So, um, yeah. So Raw kicked off with the middles. Yeah, let's middles? start with the middles. The uh, <laughs> the authority opened up Monday Night Raw, and they introduced John Cena, who came out and uh, basically said that when Daniel Bryan gets back, he's going to give him a title shot because he never lost the title, and he one hundred percent deserves the championship shot. Uh, then Triple H and Stephanie McMahon introduced John Cena as the person on the cover of WW2K15. Uh, I personally am almost certain you will agree with me, Dave. I think it should have been Daniel Bryan. But yeah. I could see why it's Cena, but it should have been Daniel Bryan. That's it. I'm, I, cause I want it to be Daniel Bryan, but or at least Daniel Bryan and John Cena. Like have the two of them on the cover. I really I don't like how they don't have how it's just one person now. It's like yeah, I, it should it should it's not like um, a swimsuit ep, uh, issue of Sports Illustrated where one person has to be on the cover. Like I think that more people should be used for the covering. Yeah, and uh, I guess speaking of John Cena going back to the pay per view the night before, not really John Cena wise, but uh, Nikki Bella was backstage and uh, she was with Brie Bella. Stephanie was like, what is she doing here? Get her out of here. And then she had security take Brie Bella out. And then on Monday Night Raw, Nikki Bella was backstage being interviewed. And Stephanie McMahon came out of nowhere and set up Nikki and Brie versus the Funkadactyls. But Brie doesn't work there anymore, so it'll be a handicap match. Which, I mean, is it really a handicap match when Cameron's in it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip over a Bo Dallas promo. 
Well, let me. Do you want to well, see wait, the Bro, Bo Dallas promo? Well, no, but we're still talking about the Nikki, right? Well, well the I'm, the uh, only reason why I'm going to skip over the Bo Dallas promo is because it happened in between that and the actual match. Okay, well, let me talk about the Nikki Funkadactyls real quick. Well, I'm not going to say anything about the Bo Dallas. I'm going to the match. I don't I don't know where the Bo Dallas fit in. I was still, it went from I didn't the watch backstage it. segment with Nikki Bella and Stephanie to Bo Dallas's promo outside in the arena, oh, which okay. I'm not going to speak about, which we've now spoken about for five minutes now. <laughs> and I'm going to skip that and go right to the Funkadactyls and ni- defeating Nikki Bella. Okay, I thought that you were completely skipping over the actual match. No, I said I'm skipping the Bo Dallas promo. Yeah, but I didn't know where the Bo Dallas was. I didn't see it. Yeah, was, so go, on, part to, of the go part on to of talk the about the match. I didn't see. Um, I thought it was a decent match for what it was. Um, I've, it's just the, the very portion un- of Naomi and Nikki. Yeah, and the Cameron Naomi part, I am still baffled with. I don't think it's a good storyline. I don't think that even if it was a good storyline, I don't think that they're building it up properly or enough. Or they're you're really trying to cram. Uh, I guess a kind of big split. I mean, Funkadactyls have been around together for a good amount of time now. And they're kind of rushing this split. And it's and not even like people, it's not even, there's no focus on it. Yeah, there's no focus. And like the, okay. the fucking feud happened, it started on, a, on an app. But also it's, it's uh, only taking, being done within two minutes on television. I mean, this wasn't a, uh, a long match or anything. It's it's to me it's pointless. And Cameron just always comes off as that like thirteen year old bitch, like stupid yeah. fucking bitch girl that just just oh yeah whatever like girl. I bye. can't wait uh, when when she gets fired. I cannot wait. I'm not calling Cameron a bitch or whatever. I'm just saying You're she's just acting did. You're like just did. no, she's acting like those thirteen year old bratty bitch bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of Cameron. I I. I really don't like her. I hope they fire her. Yeah. Well, I don't hope for anyone to get fired. But I do. I'm realistic. I do. Um, well, I, I, that's not has nothing to be doing with realistic or not. But. I'm real. I'm realistic. I like to talk about real. Uh, Damian Sandow, I think, won everything on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he came out dressed as Vince McMahon and entered himself into the Battle Royal for the Intercontinental Championship and Battleground. Uh, Stephanie was on screen and yelled with her hands a lot and then uh, made Sandow face another person in the Battle Royal and unfortunately, Great Khali is going to be in the Battle Royal on pay-per-view. And he He's had another a match, one, had a He's another one that I can't wait to be fired. I don't understand. I mean, I understand why you still have it and everything, but even still, he's dangerous in the ring. He's a schmuck. Fire him. And you were just going to start singing his theme song, right? I don't know. It doesn't even sound like his theme song. Yeah. But anyway, Great Kali in like five seconds beat Damien Sandow. I think that's dumb. Uh, um, you also had Paige taking on AJ, a returning AJ. Well, before that, there was a promo that Paige was cutting. And honestly, I, I just... I felt it. I felt that someone was either going to, like, we're going to see a new Diva debut or see someone return. And unfortunately, like you said, we saw AJ make her return. Uh, AJ challenged Paige to a match right then and there for the title. And then AJ 
defeated Paige. To be I don't think that it's unfortunate that AJ returned. Why? Because she is a good wrestler. She is talented. The reason why I think that we uh, don't like her as a wrestler is because she was overexposed when she was champion. Well, I, I don't mean, know what you mean by overexposed, though. Um, the fact that she was on television. They she, pretty much, she hardly worked when she was a champion. No, but she was always on television. She always had something going on with Tamina. And they didn't do anything with it. They and when they did, when she did have her matches, it was really, really, really bad matches. I don't like. I, I think every Divas match that they had, she was pretty much in it. But how are you going to say that they're bad matches be, and they're not? It's not her fault. I just think I that I just don't like AJ at the because the fact that she lands her moves awkwardly and it doesn't it doesn't look good to me. I just, I just don't like – I mean, I don't like – I'm not going to say I don't like it because of that. I just don't like – I liked her at first, but then the more and more you watch her matches, it starts to get old. It's the same shit. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. It's nothing. So, so unfortunately, we saw AJ make her return. No, not unfortunately because she had time off. She had time away. She should have been fine. She, she should have had that time off. That's no, bullshit she shouldn't that she have did. had that time off. I think by them giving her time off, they kind of set a uh, what is it? A precedent? A precedent? Is that what it's called? Continue the sentence. Let me hear it. They set a precedent for the future of of superstars being if they don't want to be on television or if they have something going on outside of their life, they're allowed to just walk away from their contract and obligations to the WWE. Like they're it's pro wrestling, you're away. there. The, the one thing that you love in life, oh, I, I want to take months off of it. Um, I, I just want to be You're home. like yelling, dude. No, I'm not. That's your fucking, that's Lowering your speakers. You. I'd always just mute you because that but, would be perfect. But AJ returned, whatever. Paige gave her the match. AJ defeated Paige. Uh, the match was short, but Paige was awesome in this match. Uh, she showed like, she, like powerful moves, kind of like she pushed AJ midair. And did some headbutts was cool. Well, she's been doing the headbutts for a little bit of time. Now. I don't remember ever seeing those. I really yeah. don't. I think her last match, if you watch it, or one of her last two matches, she was doing headbutts. Um, AJ won. But I thought it was a good match. I AJ won with a quick good. roll up. AJ looked good in the match. I'm fine with it. Wasn't a roll up. It was a cradle. Was, yeah, which is a quick roll up. Not really. A cradle's um, a roll up. No, it isn't. One hundred percent. A roll up is like a schoolboy. Uh, a cradle is boy, not. It's a, a cradle is a form of a roll-up. Eh, I don't think so. You're rolling into the pin. Eh, I don't think so. Um, but even still, I thought I'm fine with this. I'm good with AJ winning. Um, at first, I was annoyed that why would they do this right now? But I completely understand that. Um, do you understand because of my logic to you? Which logic is that? Where it's like, oh, you did it to me. I did it to you. And now we'll feud. Yeah, that that's that logic. I completely understand how the exact same thing happened to AJ that Paige goaded her in, and then now AJ is getting her revenge on her. We and hope. I think that, we hope that's what happens. Yeah, no, I think that we're going to see an actual feud with them at SummerSlam. It should be the match. Well, we have. And I think that's going to be. I think they're going to put on a really good match. You don't think that's going to happen at Battleground? Um, Later this month? Actually, yeah, I forgot Battleground was before there. Yeah, I guess That's, Battleground. Hopefully we can see. Gonna, it doesn't make sense, though, because then you have you have one 
two you have two weeks before the pay-per-view, I think. Yeah, but you don't really need much more to set this up. Yeah. I mean, you you pretty much everything has fallen into place with the storyline already. All you need is a few random attacks uh, and promos against each other. That's and four maybe shows. A, maybe a tag team match where you see Naomi uh, team with Paige and Cameron team with AJ. And that's it. What I thought was weird was, well, the fact that, besides the fact that the crowd popped huge when AJ won, um, before the match when Paige was like, these fans don't want to see me defend my title against you. And then fans were like, instantly, Paige was the heel in that match. And fans yeah. were instantly cheering, like, let's go AJ, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, well, since we're talking about chanting, I thought that it was complete bullshit that when AJ did come out, they don't cheer for Paige. They don't cheer for AJ. They cheer for CM fucking Punk. Yeah. I don't understand that. I really... Paige, Paige should have said in her promo, she should have said, she, instead of saying, it doesn't sound like the fans want to see you, she should have said, it, it doesn't sound like, it, it sounds like the fans want to see somebody else, is what that is what I think she should have no, said. No, I don't think so at all, because then that would get the chance even louder. Well, I just think that it should have I been... that would have been stupid. I think in, in a way to work it off of, instead of, oh, no, nobody wants to see you, they want to see somebody else. Because uh, how are you not going to... Make that would be stupid because then you then you're going to encourage the audience to chant CM Punk even louder. I don't that, know. I that, really don't think that is encouragement to chant. I think that is complete encouragement. So to why chant. is it different from when she would do it until to when Stephanie would do it and actually make mention of of CM Punk and put the crowd in her place? Well, that's the difference. See, Stephanie McMahon put the crowd in the place with a one quick one quick moment, uh, one quick line. She put them in the place. AJ. Is encourage saying what you said. It would be encouraging them to keep on getting louder and louder. There's no jab at the crowd for chanting for someone that's not here. Yeah. There's no quick one-liner out there to shut them the fuck up. It's going to encourage them. I just want to know where AJ is getting this tattoo. All I hope is that. I mean, honestly, I think it would pretty much be amazing at SummerSlam if Funkadactyls wrestle each other at Battleground. And, or on Monday Night Raw, either or. Maybe maybe Battleground will turn into some sort of tag team match at Battleground, and then you'll see the SummerSlam blow off. Well, the SummerSlam, I'd rather I want to see AJ versus Paige versus Naomi. Oh, in a triple threat match for the title. I think that match would actually be very entertaining. It's weird that she was wrestling with her wedding ring on too, or yeah. engagement ring, whatever. You, I don't know if she's married yet or whatever. I don't know. Well, kudos to her wrestling pregnant, though. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of, uh, I don't know, what do I, cojones to wrestle yeah, pregnant? Sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> wow. God, God bless her. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if anybody could ever wrestle pregnant like that. I mean, um, I've seen people referee pregnant, but yeah. wrestling pregnant? No, it's not hard of. And Jeez. she looks fantastic, too. She doesn't look any like she doesn't look two months pregnant. No, no, not at all. Oh, if you cannot tell, we're being sarcastic because fuck dirt sheets. They're fucking idiots. I was being truthful. Yeah. Um, we don't he, know if she's pregnant or not. Yeah. Same. <laughs> fuck I'm not a gynecologist. They're stupid as hell. They'll try to – think about it this way. A dirt sheet – some dirt sheets I do really enjoy. I do really like. But every dirt sheet will put out some sort of a lie whether or not they started it or they got it from someone and they don't realize that it's a lie. 
every the whoever originates it is doing it in order to get you to click on their website to view it. Because once you get Wait, that, can you view say on, that again? No, once you get the view on the website, then you're going to be you're able to promote yourself to advertise that people to advertisers because you can say, well, I have this many views on this website, so you want to advertise with me. So I think it's complete. I think that's exactly what happened with this pregnancy stuff. Which is is that why you yelled at me for my tweet last week? With what? My uh, my wrestling promotion. I was just being a melter. I oh yeah, being... no that that I think is stupid because you actually do have a lot of wrestlers that well, are my bad, us my bad that we are friendly with that do see that and think, oh shit, really? I mean, I I think in that manner it's stupid because we're not in the business in the way that I don't know. I don't think I think that's stupid. we're not in the business. Yeah, we're just think... two fans that watch wrestling and then talk about it and have fans that yeah, but like I think... our opinions and. I think promoting us. promoting that you're going to be starting up a wrestling promotion on uh, uh, well, you Twitter. live and learn. You live and learn. Yeah, I think that's stupid though, and I still let's, stand by that. That was stupid. Let's move on to the good, shall we? Yeah, let's do it up. Uh, we had Seth Rollins defeating Rob Van Dam. Uh, I complained so much so much about RVD, but again, this was a good match of his. Yeah. After, do you want to talk about during the match or? Go for it. Afterwards, he was, uh, Seth Rollins was being interviewed by Renee Young. And uh, Ambrose appeared on the Titantron and said that every time Rollins thinks about cashing in, he's going to be there. And it'd be interesting to see Seth Rollins be the only person whose contract expired. I don't know. Huh. That'd be kind of interesting. Just like, because every single time he's there, he's going to interrupt. So, very interesting. Uh, you also had uh, Rusev come out with Lana, with Lana, uh, cut a promo on USA and Russia, to, of course. To trash talk the United States. Yeah, and then coming to the aid of America, thank goodness it was not Big E this time. I, I, all I thought was, was, I thought we were just going to hear... Three ain't enough, I need five. And I was like, oh, thank God. It was Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. Thank God. They, um, they completely dominated that crowd. Yeah, the crowd, was, they were so over with the crowd where they went from being heels to complete and utter baby faces in a matter of three minutes. They were chanting USA. They were chanting Swagger. Um, Zeb Coulter on the mic with... With sweat, I, I mean, I could talk about this for so long where it would just end up me being rep uh, repetitive. But I was such a big fan of this. I'm so excited to see uh, Swagger in this role. And I really do hope that he could retain that status that he had before that WrestleMania. Um, I do think that he's, he's a decent wrestler. But I think the storylines that come about him are even better. And uh, they brawled. Him and uh, Jack Swagger and, and Rusev brawled for a bit. And Lana pulled Rusev away. So we're obviously going to see this as a feud. Uh, I wish Zack Ryder got a push like this. Yeah. Um, obviously not in the same spot, but... Yeah. Why is defeated Sheamus and the Usos in what was a good match? I'm more happy to see the, uh, the Usos teaming with Sheamus than I was with them to team with Cena. Just because, like, when you're with Cena, it's like, I feel like it kind of overshadows everyone else. 
I, I don't see it as that. I see it as everyone else is getting more on a status of Cena level. That you're able to compete in a match with John Cena, that you're on well, his that, team. I feel like he's elevating people. That too, but I also feel like it just completely overshadows. Like from the match, him versus Bray Wyatt, what do you remember? What it's do you like mean? the Usos were out there and so were the Wyatt family. They hit their, their table spots and everything, but it's like you don't really remember stuff like that because it was more about Cena. It was everything's more about Cena. Not really. I don't think so. I mean, you still had big spots featuring all the wrestlers. I mean, you still had the uh, Harper always have has his spots. The Usos have their spots. I don't think that John Cena overshadows them at all. I think that, like I said, I think he's elevating them, and I think that's even more of a reason to go to the start of the show with John Cena, why he's one of the best at the current time and of all time because. You may be saying that he doesn't give anybody a shot or anything I'm like not that. saying that. No, 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 not you. But there are people that do say that he doesn't give people a shot. John Cena wants people to be on his level. I'm sure John – I mean even Stone Cold Steve Austin has spoken about this on his podcast. John Cena would love to have someone at his, at, on his level that he could compete with and could put on a story with. I mean, it's not yeah. like he he's pushing everybody away from him. He, no, I know that. I just yeah. think the the fact because it's like he did wonders for Zack Ryder, but if you flash forward or fast forward, I don't know why I said flash forward to now. If you go back to the Usos and stuff with him, it's not there. It's it's let's go Cena. Cena sucks, and that's always going to be like that. For like, I don't know how you can change that. Yeah, but that's just because. And that, uh, that's, that's where that's where my opinion like stems from of the overshadowing of. So Cena. you're talking about more of the crowd reaction as opposed to the match itself. Yeah. Okay, I, I could I could understand that, but that's where you have the big spots of the whites and the Usos because it takes the attention off off of the chance going on. Also, while we're on the fucking topic of this match with Sheamus commentary you gotta stop i think it's michael cole every single fucking week every single time sheamus does the move he goes oh and it's time for the 10 beats to the chest and every single time sheamus does more than 10 beats so it can't be the 10 beats to the chest yeah and i and i know i still don't even understand how you could do that when you have a five count to break the hold on the rope but that's, that's very true that's I mean, just me no that's very very true uh, you also had um, Kofi yeah. Kingston defeating Wait, Cesaro. You're in the yeah. same spot. Okay, okay. This match was great, and the only thing that was terrible was that the match ended on the WWE app. Oh, man, I hated it. I, this pissed me off so much because like, it, brought back, it brought back memories. There was a Monday Night Raw episode back in, like, 92 or 93 where Rick Martel was battle, having a match with Mr. Perfect. And I was watching this match, and it went to commercial, and it went back, and Rick Martel was making his exit. And I was just, like, so confused because they didn't – and they had to show me what happened through replay. I was so confused. I hate finishes during commercial breaks. It makes no sense to me. I think – I don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, how stupid is it to end the match off? It's very dumb. Off air. It doesn't But I guess sense. that's – I guess that's why they had him attack him post match, though. It's still uh, he, that still doesn't make sense, though. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Um, but I did like the post match beatdown. It really did give him uh, 
make him look really tough and badass. I don't think it made him look tough. I think it made him look like a bully. I didn't see bully at all. He wouldn't let up. Yeah. Cesaro should have been fine. The match, I don't know. He should have been should have been fined. Fine. Yeah, that's what that's what? what should happen in WWE. If you're going, the referee's not getting involved in Dude, that. Dude, you always say that, but it never happens. And I'm it, that's the stuff because when it does happen, then it's the inconsistent rules of WWE. Yes, but that's always they always have that. Which I, I hate mean, that. same thing with when you push a referee. Sometimes you'll be fine. Sometimes you're not. It depends on the storyline, dude. If it, if it was TNA, they'd be involved, but yeah, the referee uh, would fight back. Yeah, right. Or all okay. WWE. I I hate that Steffler guy. I hate that uh, Hebner Jr. I hate. They're so stupid. How could you hate Beatbox and Brian? <sighs> Easy. Uh, the Miz made his long-awaited return to uh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they, the commentators and everyone were like, oh, there's a limo. We've been hearing about this all day. A long-awaited from Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. An ex-WWE champion. I didn't I actually, hear about any of that. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. But The Miz came out. He spoke about how he's a movie star and how he could be the biggest thing in Hollywood. But he's back to prove the fans wrong. And uh, then... That was a terrible pyro. Then Chris Jericho's music hit. Uh, and Jericho made his return. To which I had absolutely zero clue he was going to be there. I actually spoiled it for myself. I saw it on a dirt sheet. I was truly surprised. What did the dirt sheet say? It said that Chris Jericho was backstage. Oh. And he was going to be returning tonight. So I originally, when they did say movie star and stuff like that, or whatever they said uh, from Hollywood, I thought that it was going to be Chris Jericho. Were you surprised then or no? No. That it was well, Miz? Uh, no. I mean, I was – no, because I knew that he was going to be returning soon because he's been working on the uh, house shows. Oh. He's been working the house shows recently, so I knew he was going to be returning. And I mean, it's the Miz. He's the Miz is never going to be relevant again. He was well. That's what this. This is what he's saying. He's but he's he was completely relevant after defeating John Cena, uh, WrestleMania, and then they completely dropped everything with him. Him and Riley were awesome, but. Then everything fell apart for Miz's career. Well, Miz said the same thing that you just said, so he's going to maybe whatever. I don't know. And I, I was – They could prove me wrong completely, but proving the writers and the bookers of WWE is a completely different thing. And I, I hated the thought that we, that we were going to maybe see Miz versus Jericho, like a feud between them based off of uh, Jericho hitting Miz with the code breaker. Yeah, I – then all of a sudden, the Wyatt family appear, and they take out Chris Jericho. Now that I marked for. That like, I did not expect at all. Like the dude was about to finish saying, welcome to Raw's Jericho. Yeah. And they appear out of nowhere, and man, oh yeah. man. That is awesome. I thought this was awesome. I'm looking forward to Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt at some point. I'm looking for their promos against each other. Yeah, uh, that should be epic. Um, Chris Jericho will always be one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, I was a fan of him in WCW. Fan of him since since he came into the WWE. Didn't you used to think Lenny was Chris Jericho? 
Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> no. Um, you also had Ziggler defeating Fandango with a cruel, uh, very quick zigzag and pin. Well, but uh, during the some match. Some distraction. Yeah, during the match, Summer Rae came out and made out with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Fandango looked jealous, which uh, Layla didn't like, and Ziggler hit the zigzag and won. Simple as that. Good, good, decent little match. Uh, I guess we'll see more, like I said before, of Summer Rae and Dolph Ziggler. And I guess Layla being pissed at Fandango, maybe? We also had Goldust and Stardust defeating Rybaxel. Uh, and I think everything that Stardust does is cool. Um, yeah, I already said the thing with Ryback. The crowd starting to chant, feed me more, feed me more. Uh, and that new finisher that Stardust hit was insane. Oh, that was awesome where he wrapped his hand around the back of the uh around the back of Axel's head and just went down. It was kind of like a re- I was going to say it's like a modified downward spiral. I was just going to say the same thing. It's not a I mean it is like, it is a downward spiral, absolutely. Yeah, it's a downward spiral, but just the just placement cool. of the the arm is different. Yeah, it just looked Because cool. he did wrap the leg, right? I think that's what a downward spiral is. Yeah, no, the the leg is wrapped in the di- downward spiral. Yeah, it's still that's one of my favorite finishers that Which, nobody uses anymore. It's funny because it's like Edge used to hit the spear and then his finisher was a downward spiral. But I mean, then I guess when he retired, his finisher was a spear. Yeah, I think that once he retired and everything, everything it should have always remained the downward spiral. Edge was another one of my favorites, but back in. Like before, rated R superstar. I was a big fan of his. Well, even like with the you think you know me and everything with the brood or as yeah. soon as he debuted. As soon as he debuted, I was a big fan. Like even when he uh, teamed up with uh, Sable at SummerSlam, like I was a big fan of Edge. I was well. I of course I liked Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys mm-hmm. because of what they did, and that's why yeah. I watch wrestling. But when I really started getting behind Edge in two thousand four, when he like. They, I remember I remember so vividly sitting at, at Madison Square Garden and when they aired the, the return Edge promo at WrestleMania 20, I was like, oh shit. And like it seemed like I was the only one around me who cared. I, I was think like, it was I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Edge is returning. Like he's back from an injury and and then he yeah. came back and then he was kind of floating in like the mid card, but he was still like almost at that main event level, like just trying to push his way through and then finally like boom, exploded and became Edge, like, that everybody knows that that is the Hall of Famer now today. I think it was Jamie, but he told me at that SummerSlam, he was in the elevator with uh, Edge, right before his match with uh, Mark Merrow and uh, Sable and all of them. He was in the elevator with Edge. I was think probably he, creaming his pants. I think it was Jamie that told me this, but, Yeah. Um, we also had... The main event. Yes, the main event. Roman Reigns and John Cena teaming up, taking on Kane and Randy Orton. Yeah, John Cena, Roman Reigns defeated them. <laughs> we, yeah. I, say, I feel like I, I say that every single okay, week, Okay, re- restart, restart, go. Uh, we also had John Cena and Roman Reigns defeat Kane and Randy Orton via disqualification. Kane, I guess using his new finisher, attacking John Cena with the ring steps. Uh, that caused a disqualification. I guess you want to rewind on that word too, or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton were off brawling by the entranceway, and Kane hit Cena with the tombstone, 
Triple H was like waving. Seth Rollins rolled down. I uh, ran out, not rolled down. Uh, Seth Rollins came out to cash in, and the referee wouldn't ring the bell for Rollins to cash in, which, in my opinion, made the referee look stupid. Yeah, I because don't that's, think I was a big fan of that. Like, that's how the contract works. It doesn't matter if the wrestler's knocked out or not. Yeah. And then, and then right before he was going to ring the bell, which I'm happy it didn't happen, I guess, because then it would have. Well, whatever. But well, then, they've also they've also had cash-ins where the referee waited for the other wrestler, the opposing the champion, to get to his feet. I don't, that that I don't know. There's been times like that. But before the referee could actually go and ring the bell, Dean Ambrose came out and attacked uh, Seth Rollins. They brawled into the crowd, and before that happened, I was like, if this fucking happens and the referee rings the bell, I'm going to be furious because then that throws out everything Dean Ambrose just said at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Which I'm happy now we see Dean Ambrose. Every time Seth was going to cash in, Dean's going to be there and chases him off. And then uh, Kane went to go hit John Cena with the chair. And out of nowhere, Roman Reigns came out to save him and came hit him back with the spear. Out. Back out. Not back out. I think he was still yeah, up at the no, entrance. No, because way. him and Reigns and Orton battled to the backstage. Oh, did they? Yeah, they battled backstage. And well, then he so came, he came back, back, he came out, back out, out and hit came with the spear. So it looks like I guess we're going to be seeing uh, Roman Reigns versus Triple H at some point, maybe. Yeah, gotta figure. I don't think it's going to happen at SummerSlam, though. I think that I think it's going to. Gonna I think happen. we're going to have the payoff of Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Ah, uh, damn. See, I don't know. I feel like I I was going to say that we were going to see Roman Reigns versus Kane at, at Battleground, and then we I, were going to see Triple H versus. I mean, I could see Kane versus Roman Reigns at Battleground, and then Randy Orton versus uh, Reigns at but that's the thing, SummerSlam. But I could then, see that. And then I Triple could... H versus Reigns, possibly at Survivor Series. You mean Hell in a Cell? Nah, I'm going to stick to Survivor Series just because it's one of the major ones. I don't know. Also, no wrestler has ever cashed in a Money in the Bank briefcase at Hell in a Cell. So Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins, if he did cash in, he would be the first. Wow. But that was, I don't know, do we have any other talk of WWE? Of WWE, let me flip the page. I know there was a suspicious package that was delivered to WWE headquarters the other day with white powder in it. Yeah. Which is Um, like, what the fuck? Yeah, WWE spoiled, I guess, a little bit. Um, on July 12th, so next week, it, while they are in Japan, they're going to be with Hulk Hogan. But the big thing to take out of this is that they spoke I think you mean Hulk Hogan's son. Did, huh? you not, did you see the promo he cut or no? No. He's, I forget what words he used, but he goes, Hulk Hogan's son returned to Japan. Something like that. Oh. Um, yeah, no, so Hogan's going to be there, and they said that they're going to be having a very big press conference for the signing of a Japanese wrestler uh, while they're over there on the 12th. Um, and then in the advertisement, they have a photo of Hulk Hogan alongside this uh, shadow figure that's not vacant. Um, <laughs> that's not and, Alex Riley? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, when you – someone just uh, figured it out that – It's if when you, you click on the image – yeah, if you go into the properties of the image, it the image it says Kenta T, uh, T uh, Japanese Japan Kenta teaser or something like that. So you have to pretty much assume that this press conference is going to be for Kenta, um, a wrestler that 
for the most majority of people that know who he is are very excited to see him coming to the WWE. Which the last time WWE held a press conference for a signing, uh, the wrestler skipped developmental and went right to the main roster, that being Sin Cara. And it did not work out very well for him at all. Which I just feel like is because he skipped developmental. I think it's just two totally different styles of wrestling that just couldn't get on the same page with. So if Kenta does, in fact, is the one that is getting signed, does debut with WWE, I don't know if he's going to be the person to skip developmental or not, but hopefully it's not a clash of styles where it's just going to look like shit. That's the thing I don't think. I, because I feel like uh, Lucha Libre, it's, gonna, it's a lot more fast-paced, and it's going to be on different pages completely. While being in uh, Japan uh, with Kenta's uh, wrestling, it's more on. It's not lucha libre based. It's more straight up wrestling based. But there are it is there are high flying aspects to it. So, I'm not really. I mean, a yeah. little bit, not that much. I mean, yeah, not that much. I don't know. He is the originator of the go to sleep, though. Yeah, so that's true. That's, that's going to be interesting if he'll even be allowed to use the finisher that he made famous. Um, well, he didn't make it famous. Well, he made it famous before CM Punk. In in the United States, CM Punk made it famous. No. I see it as Kenta in the United States because I saw I was before CM Punk did it. I saw I still saw clips of Kenta doing it first. Yes, but who I thought it was great. Who move. is the person that everybody knows does it? Of course, everyone else is going to know it as CM Punk. So that's who um, was the person. That it made would it be famous. interesting if the authority bring in uh, Kenta to kind of take on Daniel Bryan. Once Daniel Bryan returns, that would be kind of interesting to have Kenta as a heel role in that manner. Um, yeah. So, and then the other news was the Ascension. Rumors are going around that they should be getting the call soon. They have the same theme song as Seth Rollins. Interesting. No, Not really. It's basically the same thing. Um, but even still, I don't think that this is... I go back and forth because do you think it's good because we need a uh, face tag team? Is I was never a fan face? of I was never a fan a fan of the Ascension. So I mean, I I like them, but I'm not full blown behind them. Nor are they a face tag team. I don't see them. I don't know. I think that they're tweeners. I mean, they don't get a reaction of a heel. I mean, they get I cheered. Know. I'm just not. I'm not a fan of the Ascension from what I've seen. I mean, I'd rather see Enzo Amori and, uh, and Big Cass get the call. I'd rather see them because the WWE really needs uh, another face tag team. And he's at least someone that'll come out with a catchphrase and people will maybe get behind. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that at all. I think his promos alone will be amazing. And the Ascension, I don't even know how they are promo-wise all that much. The Ascension, I, it should, should have been like this all along, is that they, they're being Paul Heyman guys. Yeah. Being brought in to dominate the tag team division or whatever. But even still, all right, so you bring them in, the big payoff is going to be the Wyatt family versus the Ascension. No, the big payoff would be Ascension versus Usos. I don't think so. I think the big payoff would be Ascension versus Wyatt at some point. Then that would turn just like the Just like the space. Shield. Just like at some point it was Wyatt's versus the Shield was the big thing. I don't I think, think that's the big, big thing payoff. Would end up, I think it would be a bigger deal to see the Ascension versus the Wyatts as opposed to the Usos versus the uh Ascension. I don't know. I mean, we've seen the Usos versus the Ascension before. Not on TV, though. I think so, on NXT. That's not TV. Well, even still, I, I think that Wyatt versus Ascension is going to get the holy shit chant. 
this is awesome chant while Ascension versus Usos, you're not going to get that reaction. Well, I don't um, know. So that is WWE talk for this week. Um, we got a musical interlude this week. Isn't that correct? Yes, Ring Rope Rebellion brings us their newest hit called King of Swing. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. King of Swing! King of Swing! 2014! 2014! The Swiss sensation! Sensation! Antonio Cesaro! Cesaro! The Paul Heyman guy! Paul Heyman! The Swiss Superman! Yeah! The King! What? Oh! Yeah! Swing! On fire like a hot and spicy buffalo wing! Cesaro, King of Swing! Ain't nothing but a thing But the Swiss Superman in the ring No need to ask him why He's a Paul Heyman guy He'll make you weep and cry Hit you with a neutralizer I'm Stronger superstar pound for pound Cesaro uppercut lay your ass on the ground Gut wrench Delayed suplex, double foot stomp, squash like insects. Don't forget that German with the bridge. That move is so cold like a fridge. Got you in the big swing of Cesaro. You'll be feeling dizzy tomorrow. Understand this, now you're dealing with two men. Cesaro and Paul Heyman. Combination of manager and client. Destruction with the force of a giant. Swing, batter, 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 swing. Step up to the plate and feel the sting of the European uppercut jamming in your throat. One, two, three, and that's all. She wrote. On fire like a hot and spicy buffalo wing. Cesaro, king of swing. Ain't nothing but a thing. From the Swiss Superman in the ring. No need to ask him why. He's a Paul Heyman guy. He'll make you weep and cry. Hit you with a neutralizer. I look right in my neutral eyes. You won't get up when you're neutralized. You might want to get your neck checked out. Permanent damage without a doubt. The Swiss sensation don't mess around. Make one false move and he'll take you down. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Like there's more than one way to pin you to the mat. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He's joined Slytherin like Crab and Goyle. To worship Lord Heyman, be a Paul Heyman guy. To watch his career fly sky high. Nothing's gonna stop him now from the top. Cesaro is the cream of the crop. And now with Heyman by his side, we'll see what it's like when worlds collide. On fire like a hot and spicy buffalo wing. Cesaro, king of swing. Ain't nothing but a thing. From the Swiss Superman in the ring. No need to ask him why. He's a Paul Heyman guy. He'll make you weep and cry. Hit you with a neutralizer. Bye. Ha! Yeah! Your boy, Cesaro. Uh-huh. The Swiss sensation. The Swiss Superman. You know? King of Swing On fire like a hot and spicy buffalo wing Cesaro, king of swing Ain't nothing but a thing From the Swiss Superman in the ring No need to ask him why He's a Paul Heyman guy He'll make you weep and cry Hit you with a neutralizer Welcome back to Marking Out, episode 178, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You just heard King of Swing by Ring Rope Rebellion. You can follow them on Twitter at Ring Rope Rebel. Uh, now I guess it's time to introduce a, a what is it, a, a surprise guest? A special guest, very a special, special guest. guest. Uh, Mr. Jason Linick, the voice of MYWC, uh, the voice of the Long Island Ducks. Uh, and the uh, 
the potential commissioner of the NYWC. Yes, Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. What is this, gimmick infringement every <laughs> single week from somebody? <laughs> Thanks that, for uh, being on the show this week. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, NYWC just had a show this past weekend, so I feel like it's, it's my duty to cover it. Yes, yes, I couldn't agree with you any more, uh, any more than that. So how was the show overall? Overall, I think it was a good show. Um, Let's first say it was NYWC going yeah. the distance. Yeah. Yeah. It was NYWC going the distance. Um, it was very hot. It wasn't the turnout. We, you know, not every crowd can be a psycho circus crowd, but yeah. none- nonetheless, a nice turnout. Yeah, it still, still looked like a really good entertaining uh, card and matches. Oh, hands um, down. I, I thought the card was very well put together. You know. So talking the, about the card, how did it kick off? How did we uh, kick it off? All right, so kicking it off, I came out, opened the show, said hi to everybody. But then I was interrupted by Reckless and Wasted, as you know, Braden Knight and JT Kaysen, along with Forge. And they were upset. They didn't have a match for going the distance. And they felt like they were, you know, the, the right. Yeah. They were the supposed NYWC number one contenders for the tag team championships, which then. Uh, I think that they got pretty much rooked on this one. I agree. I, I think they've been overdue for a tag title shot. But then, you know, just immediately after them, cutting them right off, your former champions, Athletic Inc., Matt Justice and Jesse Vane come out saying they were never given their rightful rematch against Rack and Sack, Dickie Rounds and Nikki Adams. So they want their title shot. Then that brings out Apollyon and Bill Carr, who are men of few words. They are just a presence in and among themselves. They make their case, like I said, no words needed. Finally being joined by new kids on the block, I guess you could say, Milk Chocolate, wanting a tag team match. Is, is that what they uh, came out singing? or No, they, they, I don't think they came out singing this time. No, oh. they, didn't, they didn't sing this time. Wow, they came out pretty serious then. Well, yeah, they came out serious. I mean, their theme song played. It's that song, Say Something. I'm not really familiar oh, with it. So. It's Austin uh, Mahone. You could just say that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Brandon. Yeah. I, 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 I trust you to know that. I accidentally saw him last summer. So. Austin Malone? Mahoney or Mahone or something. Say M- something. M-A-H-O-N-E. I don't know if you guys could listen when I listen to something, but I'm going to check it out well, right don't now. Don't listen to it right now. We're going over the show. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm listening to both. I'm listening to both. What an asshole. I'm, I'm a multitasker. So what, this set up for a fatal four-way for the number one contendership? Exactly. That's exactly what it's set up. A huge just knockout, drag him out brawl. And the end came when Milk Chocolate hit their double team finisher on Jesse Vane to pick up the victory. And your new NYWC number one contenders, Milk Chocolate, Randy, Randy Watts, or Randy. Randy Summers, Brandon Watts. There you go. <laughs> because I never introduced them, so I never remember what their names are. Well, I, I can't wait for them to become champions one day. I a, they, they, have a, they have a great future. They really do. It's amazing how quickly they've gotten over. I can remember them debuting, and the crowd just hated them. And now they're they're extremely popular with the crowd. They have their own T-shirts now. They're they're on fire. Yeah, or, because that song is just so damn catchy that you'll remember the guy's name who sings it. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Wait, are you serious? This this little pretty boy. I've never heard this song boy. ever. What, Dave? This, this like, you've heard it every single time you've been at NYWC. I, I always thought it was something else, but this, I mean, the kid yeah. has both earrings. I mean, come on. The, really? worst, the worst part about his performance was the dancing was hilarious. Like, it looked like it was, like, I could probably dance better than this kid. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of what I'm watching right now. Well, it's a catchy tune, though, but. Oh, and they're passing back notes in class. Who passes notes in class anymore? Dave, you're, I mean, not, you're not in middle school. <laughs> Yeah, but even don't people text? I mean, why are you passing 
notes in class. I don't Passing know. notes is old school. Nobody ever passed me right? a note. I mean, yeah. the, kid's, the kid's dressing like he should be in Kid and Play or something. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be critiquing the music video and should be talking about wrestling, huh? Although, in a side story, we're talking about passing notes. <laughs> when I was in fifth grade, somebody left me a note saying they had a crush on me, and I never found out who it was. Oh! <laughs> spoiler alert, it was Rusev. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're going to be like, spoiler alert, it was me. Yeah, spoiler alert, it was the principal from Billy Madison. Yeah, it was funny for you, too. <laughs> it was me, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to the show. Yeah, so how is the match itself? The match itself was very good. Like I said, each team, you know, it was a tagging situation. You didn't have to tag your partner to get into the match. And it was just kind of chaos all over the place. Eventually, the referee lost control of the match. It was either Corey or Nick. I don't remember. And they lost control. And it was just everybody hitting finishers. There was dives to the outside. Apollyon dived to the outside at one point. The, the crowd really got a hot opener. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to see them become champions so one day. Oh, and, and just wait till you see who they're going to end up facing. We're going to get to that later in the night. It, huge, huge tag title match later. To, we're going to get to it, though. Uh, up next, I believe, was DJ Hyde taking on Kevin... Cork- Kevin Corcoran, who you might know as the Grim Reefer. Oh, okay. A little, little bit of a gimmick change there. DJ Hyde making his return to NYWC for the first time since Psycho Circus after being slammed through those light tubes by Rick Flawless. You know what? I think we lost Dave. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm okay. here. Okay. No reason to cut. Uh, D- yeah. DJ Hyde picked up the win. I'm happy to see DJ Hyde in wrestling at NYWC. As I, I. I feel like it's kind of like a treat to see DJ Hyde alongside some of these other uh, CCW wrestlers. Was, why, a, was, why was there like a, a gimmick change with Grim Reefer? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I'll tell you guys off the air. Oh, okay. I don't know. Nah. If, I don't know if it's information I'm allowed to give out at this time, but I'll, I'll tell you guys. Uh, I'll tell you guys off air. Uh, get the inside dirt. All right. All right. Inside no, dirt. Get the outside dirt. In. Outside dirt. In. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Well, it kind of does. if you're a you're housewife, right. it makes sense. So it's for you. don't make fun of my laugh. I was told the other day that I have seven different laughs, and they come out at all different times. Which I then proceeded to laugh two of my laughs after they said that. But you do have one of the craziest laughs. I have to say, when I listen to this podcast and your laugh gets really loud, I have to turn down the volume just a little bit. To which I apologize to you and everybody else. And now I feel like Dave's going to yell at me because of my weekly saying, "You never apologize on your." I was own just going to say, "Don't apologize." <laughs> Why are you apologizing? Yeah, yeah you, I was about to say it, but you said it for me. Uh, you also had Drew Gulak and Joe Gacy teaming up to take on Papa Don and Tony Nese. Now, this had to have been an awesome match, huh? Oh, my. This was an incredible match. It started off, you know, I think Papa Don and Gulak, I think, or Nice and Gulak started the match, and they shook hands. They went kind of back and forth. Then they tagged in their partners. Papa Don extended the hand, but Gacy slapped him across the face. Papa Don tagged Nice back in. Nice got slapped for his troubles, and then the whole thing just kind of spilled out, and it was a great match. Nice and Papadon picking up the victory. Jeez. Now, wasn't Vitko and uh, his crew at ringside as well? Causing they were. some distraction? They were. Vitko, Casanova Valentine, and I don't remember the third uh, gentleman's G- name. Jamie Van Lemer? Jamie Van Lemer. There you go. They were at ringside, and they were causing distractions the whole night. They were yelling out to all four members of this match, along with all the other matches. They were getting in Forge's face during the tag match. So they, were, they were a real nuisance throughout the throughout the night so at some point we should be seeing someone uh someone hopefully standing up to them 
Don't I mean, worry, Dave. We're going to get to it. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? Well, oh, we had go, right next, right? Yeah. Going back to the tag match for just one second, Joe Gacy and Drew Gulak came out together as Battlestar Galactica was their tag team name for the night. Clever. So that, that, that was very clever. That got a big pop from the crowd. So then after that, I brought out Francis Kiplin Stevens, who, as you know, is a former Fusion champion. And he had a couple things to get off his mind, as you were referring to, with Casanova Valentine, Mr. Entertainment Brian Vitko, and Jamie yes. Van Lemer. Yes. So Francis saying he's cashing in a favor since he's been with NWC for such a long time that he gets to pick somebody tonight and he's going to have a match. But it's not going to be a match. It's going to be a fight. So Casanova Valentine ends up coming out over the rail. They get into the ring and they start their match. And it is, like I said, not a match. This is an all-out fight. And Francis looks to have the upper hand throughout the match. Then, as he's going for a three, referee Joey Conley hits one, two, and then stops for what should have been a three. Francis stands up and looks at Conley like, what are you doing? To which Conley delivers a straight right hand, knocking Francis down. Down goes Francis. Conway rips off his ref shirt. And him and Valentine end up beating down on Francis. Van Lemer and Vitko jump the rail. They're beating him down. And the whole locker room just spills. Security, Shane, everybody just spills out. And it's just chaos in the sportatorium. I don't, uh, I don't, that's, that really is, as you said it best, Brandon, that's disgusting. How could a referee do that? I don't recall ever seeing him refereeing either. Joey Conway, he's roughed a little bit here and there. I know he made his in-ring debut back at Psycho Circus in the Joker's Wild Battle Royal. But he hasn't refed lately. This is the first time I've seen him. And I even have to say, talking to him before the show, something just didn't seem right about him tonight. Jeez. You so know, this he, is, maybe he should have been speaking to Corey Price a little bit. He, he would have led him straight. It was something that might have been bubbling for a while within him. Like, screw this, refereeing. I'm just going to beat the shit out of this fucking competitor. Exactly. It could have been that. And who knows if Brian Vitko got to him or what, what that conversation was. Yeah, I guess, I guess we will be finding out, though. Yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I don't know how they're still able to buy tickets to these events, but if they keep showing up, I know Francis is going to, you know, Francis is going to need some backup at some point. Some wrestler has to be selling them these tickets. I mean, there's got to be an in. There's got to be someone on the inside selling them tickets. I'm not going to point any fingers, but Jason. <laughs> yeah. no, um, I'm just kidding. Then again, I am the new commissioner. <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. Um, yeah. Anyway, so now we moved on to a, another match. It was our first title match of the night for the Starlet Championship. Marty Bell challenging the Queen of the Combat Zone and your current Starlet Champion, Chrissy Rivera. However, the wild card in this match, your special guest referee, Boy Diva Rick Cataldo, in this match. And again, the match starting off a little bit slow, and then Cataldo really pushing her weight around, hitting both Chrissy Rivera and Marty Bell, and ruling the match a double disqualification. I really making it stand that she is back and she, there's no one, no one's going to stop her from getting her championship back. Exactly. Cataldo, you know, I guess was assigned to be the referee, but that is not what she wanted at all. She went for it. And like I said, double disqualification. As I mean, I've said it numerous times on the podcast. I don't know if I've ever spoken to you about it, but I am a big fan of Cataldo. I think from the promos to the in ring, I'm, I would be looking forward to a triple threat match between the, these three competitors. Oh, I could definitely see it coming for your next show, which is actually, yeah. actually going to be Trust No One on July 24th. It's their first Thursday show because, as you know, during the summer they switched to Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you also had – next you had your NYWC Fusion Championship on the line as 
the desolate one, Rex Lawless took on the uh, took on the former champion, Flawless Blake Morris. Um, how was this match? The match was good. Right before the bell even rang, Flawless Blake Morris brought out DJ Hyde to be in his corner because last year, remember when DJ Hyde was in NYWC? Him and Morris, you know, were were part of that one big group of uh, what was their team's name? Team Elite. Yeah. So. You know, Rex Lawless had to keep an eye on his back at all times. At one point, they were outside the ring fighting, and DJ Hyde got involved and just laid out Rex Lawless. Ref Nick was having none of it and sent DJ Hyde to the back to allow this match to be a fair fight. Good. Finally, some res- a respectful referee. Exactly. Jeez. Finally, after two, <laughs> after two matches of a crummy referee, we finally had a good referee. Yeah, right. So at that point, Flawless Blake Morris tried to get the upper hand on a weakened Rex Lawless, but it just was to no avail. Rex Lawless retains the Fusion Championship. Jeez. Good. I mean, he deserves it, but I wouldn't, even though he defeated Blake Morris, I don't know if Blake Morris is done yet. I don't think that this loss is going to convince him that he's not, uh, he's, I don't think he's going to give up on trying to retain that championship. I definitely don't think so. We haven't seen the last of uh, Flawless Blake Morris when it comes to the Fusion title. That for sure. So then we went to intermission, and that was intermission. Intermission. I could have thrown a bumper in there, right there, Dave. Oh, all right. <laughs> yep, you um, blow it. You blow no, it. No, no, no. Nope, you blow it. What's the time? Write you, it down. Lex nope. Luger's going in there. No, it's not. You blow it. All I wanted to do was use Lex Luger bumper this week for the Fourth of July, and Brandon wouldn't do it. You blew it. And then we went to intermission. Hey, everybody! This is Lex Luger, the Total Package, and you are listening to Mark It Out. Yes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Brent, don't laugh this time. You're, you're, you're interfering. Yeah, hilarious. All so, right. Yeah. So we come back from intermission, and Sammy Pickles, Aria Cadenza, and Debbie Kane all come out for their what was supposed to be a two-on-one handicap match. However, Sammy Pickles grabs the microphone from me and says, how can she trust Debbie Kane after last month? Debbie Kane, despite making the save on the Cadenza bomb, drags Pickles out of the ring and dropped her on her head. So Sammy Pickles was done trusting Debbie Kane, and it became a triple threat match. Which wow. I, I would assume was still more like a uh, handicap match. However, Sammy Pickles picked up the victory here. Yes, a very surprising victory. Cadenza hit a double Samoan drop off the top rope to Pickles and Kane. And after she hit the move, that Cadenza was walking around the ring just kind of you know taunting the fans. Pickles rolled her arm over on top of Debbie Kane. One, two, three. Before wow. Ari Cadenza could realize what had happened, That's Sammy an awesome Pickles finish. picks yeah. up her win. I think that is an awesome finish, and kudos. I mean, and I saw that uh, that spot that Sammy Pickles is talking about, where Debbie Kane pulled her out of the ring, and that looked like that hurt. Like legit, that hurt me because it looked like when she pulled her out of the ring, her the, her head just looked like it smacked the, the floor. And it looked painful. So I would betray Debbie Kane as well if I was Sammy Pickles. Yeah, understandably so, but a huge congratulations goes out to Sammy Pickles. That is her first win in NYWC. Yes, congratulations. So then moving right along to a rematch from last month's show, Hobbley Jr. picked up the victory over Ultimo Maya. That's how you pronounce it? Thank yes. God. <laughs> I know. I've, I've been waiting to come on this show and finally pronounce this right. It's pronounced Hobbley because the J in Spanish is pronounced as an H. Is it, is so it Hobbley or Hobbley? No, it's Hobbley. Hobbley Jr. Hobbley Jr. What are you, stupid, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he would make that joke. Hobbley Jr. <laughs> P- picks up the victory over Ultimo Maya. A... 
a roll-up actually got this one. So Ultimate Wyatt caught off guard. Habali Jr. picks up the win. <laughs> well, Very it's, it's cool. good to finally know that it's not Jabali. And yes. now this did you I don't know if you said it, but this was a rematch, right? It was a rematch from last month, yes, where Ultimo Maya gave Habali Jr. his first loss. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So then we moved on to our next match, and before I could even announce it, Alvin Alvarez, Jay Red, and Justin Toxic came out and interrupted me. They ended up taking a microphone from me and Alvin told me my services were no longer needed and sent me away. And Alvin revealed that you know, he was very upset with the way things were going in NYWC, that it was kind of out with the old and in with the new, and he was upset that he wasn't on the flyer and he didn't have a match tonight. So he changed his name now. He is Absolute Alvin. And then we've got Jay Money Red and Justin Toxic changing his name to Kono, and the three of these gentlemen are now called the A-Listers. Interesting. Yes. K Kono? Kono. Isn't that pussy in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But that's his name. Justin Toxic changed his name. So then this brings out the gentleman that they're mad at, Anthony the Stallion Lacera, who made his debut last month, defeating Papa Don. And that was a great match. If, you know, have you guys seen that match? Yes? No? I've not seen no, it. No, not yet. Oh, so in Anthony's first match, the middle rope broke during his first match. And they kept going, and he didn't lose his cool. So quite a first match story to have. So Jeez. Anthony comes out, talks about how, you know, he understands that Alvin's upset, but he's the future of MWC. Crowd was really behind him. But, you know, who else was behind him? King Mega and the Devil's Outlaw Stockade joined him, making this a six-way tag match in which Anthony Lewis, Stallion Lacera, Stockade, and King Mega pick up the victory. Definitely some good backup to have. I would say so. Holy shit, Brandon is right. <laughs> well, you got to say the yeah, that part, the Konyo. Yeah, uh, Konyo. I'm, I'm sorry. It's pronounced Kono. Yeah, I was. It's not. Konyo is in general considered an extremely vulgar, vulgar uh, word. To put it mildly, it means the feminine gen genitalia or see you next Tuesday if you don't like that word. Well, uh, it can be translated. To effing hell or bloody hell. Whoa. So, are you saying like when it has the tilde over the N? Yeah. That's when it changes? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So, here we go. Marking out Spanish lessons. I like yeah. this. So very <laughs> yeah, after David, before you were on, just, I think he said he failed Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's why I had to search this right now. So, Conio <laughs> is see you next Tuesday. Yes. All right. The more you know, knowledge is power on uh, marking out. <laughs> yes. I just picture that little rainbow with the star. The more you know. Yeah. And underneath okay. it, like a little pussycat or something. Meow. Anyway. So in our next match, it was the big return of the big O as he demolished Latin Dragon, who really had no chance at all. No, I feel bad for the Latin Dragon in this one. However, if I do have to say something, big O came out and... He really didn't get the response from the crowd I was expecting him to. Really? Maybe it's just me, but considering it was his big return, like his yeah. big return, like he's popped up every now and again, but he hasn't had a match, and this was his first match, and the crowd just kind of felt like they were asleep. They, they, they weren't it, booing, were they? No, there was no booing. There was just no reaction. However, at one point, there was a Bautista chant. Interesting. Maybe it's just because it was a little bit later in the night. Or, I don't know, maybe, maybe with the championship not around his waist, maybe uh, the fans lost that support. 
I don't know. I'm hoping that's not the case because, you know, I'm happy to see Big O. It was good to see him in the locker room. I got to talk to him for a little bit, and he's in good spirits. I just – I was a little upset for him. Of course. Big O is a great person, great wrestler. Exactly. So now here's the match that I was super pumped about heading into this. As a fan, I loved this match, and I can't understand. If you didn't like this match, I, I don't know what to say to you. Your NYWC tag team titles on the line as – the current CZW and Full Impact Pro Tag Team Champions, the product David Starr and Juicy JT Dunn, otherwise known as Juicy Product, defeated Dickie the Sack Rods, Nikki the Rack Adams, otherwise known as Rack and Sack, to now become your NYWC Tag Team Champions. Juicy Product with a, I don't know what you would call it, not really a shutout, but a clean sweep. Because like I said, CZW, FIP, and now NYWC Tag Team Champions, that's what I'm talking about. They're doing something correct. I mean, obviously, they're getting the recognition in multiple promotions. Um, uh, what promotions next? What are they going to be conquering next? I mean, it's only going to be a matter of time until, who knows, maybe they'll become the Beyond, Cha- uh, Beyond Wrestling Tag Team Champions soon. I was going to say, maybe they'll debut for the, the promotion that Brandon has. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, maybe. Have, Brandon, have, have you made any signings yet? No, not uh, yet. Uh, He's in but, talks with a few people, though. That's good. Yeah, I'm looking for someone that 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 uh to sweep the the ring, but oh, well, <laughs> if you know have... any people that want to sweep a ring, <laughs> uh, Emma was available for about five minutes, but yeah. yeah, and then some. Never mind, I'm not even going to that department. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I do have to say one other thing about this tag team title match. Juicy Product has the best theme song ever. Uh, I can is debate it, that. What is, is it? Is it by Austin Mahone? Because then no, it's do, it's do you want to touch by um <laughs> uh, who sings it? Um, do you want to touch? Yeah, do you want to touch? Yeah, uh, dun, 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 dun. by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Bingo! It is the greatest theme song ever. I love I, it. I can't I, help but I still have to go with Umbop with the Young Bucks. That, that's another good one. Yeah, well, but, I'm definitely gonna stick with. Kane slow chemical. <laughs> I, I think we're talking indies here, but if it, if we're talking indies, then I, I I forget. Do you remember who came used to come out with um, the sound of silence? Was no, it Smith I, James or no? I don't recall. I don't remember. But whoever that was, the sound of silence by Simon and Garfunkel. That's a good song. Yeah. So then, in your main event. It was a tables match for the NYWC tag, tag team, NYWC championship, as No Fear Mike Mondo took on ECW original Mikey Whipwreck, and we have a new NYWC champion, Mikey Whipwreck. And in this match, fellas, everybody interfered. There was run-ins everywhere, and surprisingly enough, when Big O made a run-in during this, he got a better reaction during this than he did during his actual match. All right, so maybe the fans were just a little bit tired at the time. Possibly. He may have just been a little bit tired. And then when he came out that last time to make this, I'm, I'm assuming it was to make a save. Yeah, he made a save because DJ Hyde came out, Lawless came out, Blake Morris came out, uh, Mon- Jesse Vane and Matt Justice came out. The, everybody just spilled out. How many at, people went through tables? Just one? Uh, just one. Because at one point, Whipwreck hit a whippersnapper on the outside off the apron, and both men fell through a table. Referee Nick and referee Corey Price couldn't come to a decision, so the match ended up continuing. So Mikey set up a table in the ring, but one side of it was broken, so he had to use a chair to prop it up. And mm-hmm. then that's when all the run-ins began, and everybody was just beating down on Mikey. And at one point, 
Big O went to go deliver his power bomb or that spine buster thing he does uh-huh. to Mondo. Mondo spun him around, and Big O accidentally got the green mist from Whipwreck. Oh, man. So pretty much Big O was the only uh, person to come out to help out Mikey. Well, that and or, Rex, no. Rex Lawless came out. Uh, oh, Lawless and all them. I'm sure, Oh, Milk, Milk Chocolate. Yeah, Milk Chocolate made a run in. David, he said the locker room came out. Yeah. Yeah, so anybody who's been involved in that storyline came out. So okay. after, after the green miss, Mondo gave a high five to Mikey. Mikey obliged and gave the high five back, which was then followed by a whippersnapper. Mikey went for the pin, forgetting it was a tables match. Both men went for pins several times during this match. Yeah, uh, I, I see that very often when someone's doing a match like this where they'll kind of forget what match they're in. Exactly. I mean, I feel like it's just because it's second nature. Exactly. So then the end ended up coming when Mondo was bringing Mikey up to the top rope and they were fighting back and forth. They were right on top of the table. Any moment somebody could fall and Whipwreck hit a Frankensteiner off the top rope through the table. Mike Mondo laid out through the table and Whipwreck, like I said, you're new and WBC champion. Everybody came out to celebrate. I was clapping. Fans were on their feet. It was an awesome moment. Wow. Very interesting. Um, I, I'm excited to see Mikey Whipwreck as champion. I, I guess we're going to find out where it, this is going to go from here. Exactly. And you can find out Thursday, July 24th at NYWC Trust No One. It is a Thursday night, NYWC Sportatorium. Yeah, uh, Mikey Whipwreck is going to be defending his, NYWC, his newly NYWC championship uh, against Mike Mondo in the rematch. That is correct. So. And then for the tag team titles, Milk Chocolate will challenge Juicy Product for the NYWC tag team championship. And that's not the only championship on the line as the Starlet division, the Starlet championship will be on the line in a triple threat match as Chrissy Rivera takes on Marty Bell and Ricky, uh, Ricky Cataldo. Yes. So. so far this card looks stacked. I'm excited just as a fan. Yeah, doors open at 7 p.m., bell time 8 p.m. Uh, as Jason was saying, July 24th in Deer Park, New York at the NYWC Sportatorium. Uh, you can go check him out at nywcwrestling.com. That is nywcwrestling.com. Um, yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, running down and giving us some help uh, with their, your firsthand experience. No problem. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, no problem. But don't go anywhere. Don't yeah, go sorry. anywhere. We'll, we'll leave you on for the line for the remainder of the show. I uh, don't think we have anything else to speak about, right? Uh, no. That's completely it. So, Dave, do you have any... Uh, Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to everyone that promoted us during the week of wrestling and during Monday Night Raw and the pay-per-view. We appreciate it so much. So we are going to promote you for promoting us. Don't say we. It's your shameless plug. Because why would Brandon give you any promotion? Brandon doesn't care for you. Oh, right. But you'll see later on. Oh, when, when do you give a when – when have you given a fan a shameless uh, shout-out? I've out? given shout-outs to fans before. Have you? Yes. Have you ever – okay. Maybe one or two. Maybe one or two. Maybe three, four, or five, too. Okay, but not that many. Not that many. Have you ever given one to, uh, to Jasmine? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Justin DeRosa? I don't know. Well, you know, I've given it's, them shameless plugs. It's your segment, bro. Run with it. 
So I'm going to continue this segment. Go follow Montreal Broski. That is MTL if you are an idiot and don't know that as an abbreviation for Montreal. Now, why you got to call our fans idiots? Well, if you don't know that, MTL is abbreviation of Montreal. But Montreal Broski, go follow him. Also, go follow at President Bits because they are funny as hell. Also, side note, uh, they tweeted to us their markout moment of the week. Uh, this was actually from last week, I believe. But I didn't get a chance to mention it. But he marked out, he or she, I think he marked out for Todd Grisham and the coach being on Sports Center at the same time. So, yeah, if you ever have a markout moment, tweet it to us. We'll definitely let our listeners know. Uh, go follow WWE Comments and News at Keonze KTW4. Also, go follow Charles at CTM, oh, CT McCoy. Charles at CT McCoy. Also go follow, um, go follow Coratory at Coratory Music. I listen to some of their stuff, uh, fellow Long Islanders. Go check out their music. Also go follow uh, hashtag PTE Party. That's uh, uh, at the PTE Show. Go check them out. Also go follow Sinner at Sind. 40. Don't forget to follow Allie at Allie, uh, the Alley Cat 1122. Also, go follow Angie at Angie24889. And she wanted us to also mention uh, to go follow at Insane Champ Wrestling. Uh, well, Insane Champ Rest, which is a promotion that's basically for adults only and it's based in the UK. So, go check the two of them out. Go check out Rohit RK at Rohit CR2K. Go follow at Violent Rick. Thank you very much for your tweets. Also, go follow Jonathan at Parking Lot Ninja. Beware, you do not want to park near him. Also, go follow Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj. And follow uh, Broski Ben at Ben Handelis. Go follow Justin at Justin Duros at 316. Devlin at Devlin underscore husband 16. Also go follow Bada Bing at X Bada Bing X. Also go follow Kayla. Kayla could be followed at Lata Bit. Also go follow B to B at NYWC underscore sign guy. Jason, how does it feel that uh, to not be using that handle anymore? You miss it? I don't miss it because I'm trying to step away from that, but at the same time, it's weird that somebody else has it now. I could definitely understand that feeling. Uh, also, go follow Garrett at Shogun Says. Follow it. Uh, follow. I'm, I'm going to make like a bumper, a show bumper, where it's just the shameless plugs for you. <laughs> Ismilla at Ismilla. And you can follow Wrestling Roundtable at Wrestling Report. Also, you can go check out Wrestling Report at Facebook.com slash can you guess the following? Yeah, you guessed correct. Wrestling Roundtable. Also, go follow Travis at T underscore Rav17. Go follow at Yes Movement Guy. Also, go follow Steve at Steve underscore of underscore Smeg. And I have up here again, go follow Eric at Montreal Bruski. Go follow Allie at the Alley Cat. I mean, what are you doing? I'm going through the stuff that we have favorited. I'm on a roll. You Go already follow. have. You already tell the people to follow them. And what's Go. wrong with me mentioning them again? Huh? Go follow at RS Reactions. 
Go follow <laughs> at Reactions. Go follow yeah, right. at Marks for Life. They recently reached their 10,000th tweet. Congratulations. Go follow at Shadow is the Show. Also, go follow Tony at BusterDro619. And that is the promotions. We should be like, if you guys want a promotion, you have to tweet us out during Raw and listen to the show and make it known that you listen. Yeah, good luck with that. Let me know how that goes. Well, no, they'll just stop getting plugged on the show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Actually, no, we still have some listeners that uh, do do that. I wonder how many uh, people actually do the promoting and listen to the podcast for the uh, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, second shameless plug goes to CZW New Heights, taking place on the 12th of July in Voorhees, New Jersey. You could go check out czwwrestling.com. You could also order it on IPPV at czwippv.com. You could also order the WS, uh, WSU event. This is going to be a double header. You'll be seeing WS, uh, WSU world champion Lufisto taking on Mickey Knuckles. You'll be seeing Jenny Rose and a ton more Mia Yim. And from the CZW world, you're going to be seeing right now Biff Music does not have a challenger for his CZW world championship. We will be seeing the CZW Tag Team Championships juicy product defending them against the Beaver Boys, Team Tremendous, and OI4K. And you'll be seeing Shane Strickland in action and a ton more. So go check them out, czwwrestling.com. Also, our last shameless plug goes to someone that is totally awesome, mad chill, mad cool. Go check out Chrissy Rivera. Um, go check out, uh, go check out the Starlet Champion. You can go follow her on Twitter at it's C Riv. Uh, that's C with C two E's. So go follow her. Go check out her website as well. At uh, you could go check out the website ChrissyRivera.net. Um, she put us over during Monday Night Raw, and we appreciate that so much. So we're in exchange going to put her over a little bit. So go follow her for sure. And that is the shameless plugs, and I know you're waiting for it. Take a deep breath. Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. As I said last week, this summer is definitely the summer of music for me, and this past week I saw Foreigner, Sticks, and Don Felder. Uh, this shout-out's going to Don Felder because it was great to hear some Eagles songs live outside of Jones Beach. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, he's the guy that wrote the guitar part of Hotel California, which is probably one of the best rock and roll songs of all time. Uh, yeah. Up next. Was <laughs> yeah, laugh at that, right? <laughs> oh, there's the laughter. <laughs> I don't know why. No, that's not the laugh Jason was talking about, though. I thought that was the laugh that you were talking about. No, I'm talking about the one where it gets like really high and loud. Yeah, the, like the the ha ha ha. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> okay, everybody make fun. <laughs> so up next, the shout out going to my 400 plus followers on Twitter. Uh, I think it's pretty cool that 400 people follow me. Um, All right, so. Can you, can you say their names? Go for it. I'm not going through 400 people. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it won't last, but it's still something that uh, I want to say on air and thank everyone who continues to follow me. 
Uh, last shout out. I'm glad that you're on this episode, Jason, because you'll be able to talk about this. Uh, last shout out going to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. I recently watched it on Netflix, and it's funny that like it's funny to see the Japanese scenes with English dubs, and it's like it's stuff like that I didn't notice as a kid, but yeah, now like, it's like blatantly obvious that she's not really speaking English. Wait, who? Like Rita. In the uh-huh. first few seasons or whatever, she's it's and the the fight sequences are all the Japanese fight sequences. That's yeah. why the Yellow Ranger doesn't have a skirt like the Pink Ranger because on the Japanese Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it's a dude. No yes. shit. And later on, as the American version of Power Rangers kept going on, and they ran out of Sentai footage, which was the Japanese Power Rangers, they had to go back and have the original company go back and shoot other things. And the original Rita was either pregnant or something was going on, so they had to recast Rita. So that's why in some of the later seasons, she looks a little different, too. She's, I feel like she's... The later Rita is, like, American, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. That's she, what happened. And she's talking in English. And it's funny, just watching, like... She's like, ah, look at that, the Rangers, blah, blah, blah. But, like, her lips are moving differently than that. Wait, exactly. really? Yeah. I never yes. knew that. Wait, so all the fight scenes were done for Japan? Yes. Like the, Japanese? The, the first couple seasons of Power Rangers are all Sentai footage that was adapted to the Americans. Wait, so and, it was originally a Japanese TV show? Yes. And our, our, first season of, our first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is like their 12th or 13th. I could be wrong on that. But My Power Rangers has, just has been, been going on I've... forever there. Trust me, wow. if, you, if you want to do a whole podcast of me talking about Power Rangers... I love Power Rangers. Did I you, had you, no clue. Did you see my drawings? You did, right? I did. I marked out for them. You even texted me and asked me if I marked oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's I, right. And I did. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, – wow. <laughs> did you watch as a kid, Dave? Uh, or as a, here, as a young teen, I should say? <laughs> here and there. Here and there I did watch. Here and there I did watch. Yeah. Well, those are my, my shout-outs <laughs> this week. Yeah. Uh, I guess now we can move on to our Markout Moment of the Week. Wait, what am I doing? Our Markout Moment of the Week, which is being recorded right now. Uh, I guess it's for me, it's going to go to the fact that Dixie Carter heard my voice. In that ringtone. I definitely did, Brandon. I heard your voice. <laughs> I heard you talking about Impact Wrestling. That's the worst Dixie Carter impression ever. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> I wonder if she listened to him and was just like, wow, this guy got talent. You think? Maybe she'll hire you as like a, the voiceover guy for like the commercials. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> oh, next week, we're going to have Eric Young taking on Bobby Lashley. For the Impact Championship. But it's like, I, I still, like, we spoke about it earlier in the show. I still have no idea what could be going through her mind as she listened to that. <laughs> as a fan said, as a fan sent to her saying, Dixie Carter, I love you. I have you as my ringtone. And she clicks on the video to hear somebody that's clearly not her. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's my mark out moment of the week. I don't know if you guys have any. Uh, no, I got to agree with you. Finding out that Dixie Carter... It's not uh, finding actually, out that Dixie Carter. It's the fact that she listened to it. Well, the, yeah, the fact that she listened to it and even tweeting to Montreal Broski and responding to it, I, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, but it just goes to show you that it's like instead of fixing the product, 
She's rather... replying to fans and making ringtones for them. <laughs> well, not not that that's not a bad thing. If Dixie, if you're listening, I got your back. Uh, you I would could... love I would love to have a Dixie off on the show. That'd be hilarious if that happened. A Imagine it's like yeah, like she's like, well, this guy's doing an impression of me. I'm gonna go on his show and do an impression of me. And it's like, okay, relax, Dixie. Who do you think would win? My I don't. My lines are funnier. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I want to be surprised to see Shop TNA start selling off their superstars to do ringtones. Yeah, right. You just you just made them. You just gave them <laughs> just, an idea, yeah, a multi million dollar idea. I'll sue. Right. I swear to God, you, I'll you, sue. You all heard it here. I just said it. Jason Linick promoting the idea that Shop TNA could sell ringtones. <laughs> I'll be furious. That'd be hilarious. I still but, can't like send me the script. It's not a script. I improv it and remem- remembered the line. Ask Jason Hervey if he ever had a fucking script of one line. I'm sure he did, but whatever. That was our show this week. <laughs> that was the mark out moment of the week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Uh, if you'd like, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. <laughs> Brandon, where, Brandon, where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at BTTG161. So wait, you... so wait, you're telling me that I can follow you on Twitter at BTTG161? Yes. What's funny, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> There's the way. There's the way. He's laughing. He's laughing at a picture. It has nothing to do with the show. Is he still laughing at that Buzz Lightyear picture? No. <laughs> they're having they're having a kid right down in like his homework book. He has to write the sentence. I have an account. She has an account. He has an account. You have an account. Instead, the kid wrote, I have a cunt. She has a cunt. He has a cunt. You have a cunt. Can we, can we play that on the show or what? Am I going to have to censor that? No censor needed. We used to work five times this show. No, we Wait, didn't. We censored ourselves. Uh, I, I almost just said it myself. So. Oh, man. I'm actually tearing up. Can you, can you close the show, Dave? Yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Actually, wait. Before we close the show, Jason, you have stuff yes. to plug. Yeah, I, I'd like to say a couple things. Um, first, I want to give a shout out to Brandon for Krazy Steve. Every time I see his name, I think Krazy. Thank you, because that's the correct <laughs> pronunciation. I don't understand how they get away with saying two Zs is crazy. But yeah, I, I've, I've actually gone on to correct other people about it, too. So thank you. Spread, spread the word of Krazy. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at jlinick. And if you're in the Long Island area, as the guy said, I'm the voice of the Long Island Ducks. I'll be on the field July 5th through the 9th. For more information for tickets, head to liducks.com. For sure. I wish I was on Long Island to check out a game. I was like, where the fuck are you? <laughs> I completely forgot for a quick second. It's funny, the other night when we were coming home from, uh, when I was with Mike, we were coming home from uh, the Foreigner concert and everything. He's like, yo, you want to hit up Dave and see if he wants to get food? I was like, is that a joke? He goes, oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but that was the show this week, Dave. Close it off.
Dave, close off the show. Did Jason have anything else to plug or no? No, he just plugged everything. Okay. No, I think that was it. I'm not allowed All to right. plug. I'm not, I'm not going to plug other wrestling podcasts on this show. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's All right. It. Well, you could go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. You could go check out our past episodes at markingout.com. You could go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Wait, hold on. I don't know if I said that one already, but you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash out. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. And you can follow Jason on Twitter. What's your handle? At? At JLinick. At JLinick. And we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week. Happy Fourth of July. Yes, don't drink and drive. Be responsible. Yes. Woo!